across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. I thought you were going to say a Beatle to me, Cash. I mean, you come out with that name. That's that's not quite as impressive as what I was thinking. Good evening, dear listener. This is live. This is not a best of. You can call. Okay? I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. So if you wanna join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style. What's that play? There it stops. I went to Liverpool yesterday, and um, it was good. I got the tra- I got the train up there and everything. Normally, I drive and stuff. And oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, thank you to the two mics who are just. I just think they are the funniest thing on the radio at the moment. And n- here's the the um, um, uh, worrying and, and yet reassuring thing. None of that's an act. That's that's like proper real. And there's a real you walk into the studio when they're on. There's a real um tension between the two of them. Parry doesn't even look at Graham. He sort of looks down at the floor as he's talking. They can't even look at each other. It's the weirdest, weirdest vibe. I think they're so funny and so ill informed on 
a, a massive number of things you know they really they really um don't know a lot about a lot of things um but boy oh boy isn't it fun listening to those two men uh, uh fighting anyway they've gone if you want to call in now 0844 499 is the um, telephone number so i went to that there liverpool and i got the train up and it was all groovy and um i got i was going to go and see mickey dolenz of the monkeys right who was doing a concert he's doing two concerts uh, and i had tickets for the evening concert and i um realized i got an earlier train than i expected and i realized i would make it in time to get there for the 2 p.m concert but i had no ticket for the 2 p.m concert so i set, sent out a um a, a panicked um message across twitter and facebook and um i managed to get one someone who was there said oh I, someone's offering to sell their ticket do you want to buy it i was like yes yes i do want to buy it uh, and i bought a ticket and I, I got him and i am a huge huge beatles fan right massive beatles fan as you may have noticed and um and i've been to liverpool but i think i think i've been once i definitely remember once i may have gone a second time i don't know um and i went uh, when we went, we were filming, and we got there, like, a, 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 in the evening, and we stayed in the hotel, and then got up in the morning and filmed and left, so didn't see anything. And uh, it, it, it's really dumb of me that I have never done the Beatlesy type tours. And it's everywhere, you know, you, you get off and there's, there's a statue of John Lennon and all of that stuff. Um, and I didn't really have, I was, I was all set to do a Beatles tour yesterday if I didn't manage to make the afternoon show, but I got a ticket for it. So, so I still didn't do any Beatles tours, but I did walk up and down. I think it's, Ma is it Matthew Street where, um, the, uh, the cavern is? I say the cavern, it's the cavern. It's the cavern. It's a cavern. It's not the cavern. And I made a joke of it to the bouncers. They were, hey, I re hey, recognize you, hey. It's that effer off the effing TV. And I went, yeah, yeah, I can't talk, lads. I'm about to go and see a show downstairs in what I believe this is the fake cavern. A-U-F-A-F-A-F-A. It was, it was, I believe what we would call classic banter. Classic bands. Um, and, um, and, and the street that the cavern is on, if you've never been, right, it's like what Carnaby Street was like in the late 80s. Tacky and horrible and naff and trading on its former glories that's what this street was um was like and there's the the, the cavern and the cavern pub and the cavern bar and uh, there's all these statues of john lennon and there's loads of japanese tourists and all of it and it's it's it's, it's 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 um it was exciting i'll give you that but it was a bit naff it, in fact, it was really naff. But it was good naff. You know, I, I, I'm not saying naff in um, a critical way. You know, I'm saying it in a descriptive way. I like naff. A lot of my um, uh, my uh, favourite things are naff. And Matthew Street was naff, really. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. In fact, I was walking up, up it later on for the second show, about half past nine. And it's just, there are all the, the pubs, there's loads of pubs up there. And they've all got open fronts. And in every one, it was people doing absolutely awful covers of Beatles songs. Like, oh, really crappy bands. 
and crappy solo singers all doing, you know, rubbish versions of um, Beatles songs. It's a really odd place, but I liked it. I went for a drink in the Hard Day's Night Hotel, because I met a friend there who um, I used to go to college with. I haven't seen her for like 20 years, and, and we met and we went out for a meal, and she kind of showed me some of the sights. And we went to the Hard Day's Night Hotel, which is a Beatles-themed hotel. And you kind of think, is that is that all that Liverpool is famous for? What, what is it famous for? Richard and Judy, the Beatles, slavery? That's kind of where it, it's made its money from. Um... I suppose it's better to have a Beatles theme museum than a slavery theme museum. Although, I don't know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, And uh, who should be sat at the bar getting boozed up in the uh, Hard Day's Night Beatles theme uh, uh, hotel? It was, of course, uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. It wasn't. Even better than that, it was Mickey Dolenz at the Monkees. And I made a point, because I was with my friend, of showing off and going over and going, Hello, Mickey. And he gave me this dirty look. Right, as if to say, don't, don't talk to me, I'm having a scotch. And then I reminded him who I was, and he was like, Ian, it's nice to see you, so nice to see you. Um, but I went, so I saw two shows in the cavern, right? And um, the first one, I didn't realise Mickey was on about half past four. And so I started standing in the cavern at 20 to two, and his show finished at 20 to six. That's four hours of standing... St- pretty motionless because i didn't want to lose my spot because i was kind of in the second row and um it is hot in there man and when i say hot right i of course mean hot but i mean it i have not stood in a room that hot before literally sweat pouring off the ceilings i was soaked literally soaked and i'm not using literally in the sense that everybody i was literally soaked my shirt was soaked um and it's weird in there because because it's horrible and grotty right but then the cavern was horrible and grotty but um and where does the word grotty come from anyone anyone comes from the beatles in a hard day's night that was the first use of the word grotty so it all links up um ray and paul i will come to you in a bit oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand if you want to call don't forget i get um 10 of every call that you make jeez um uh, according to some libelists on the internet <laughs> some sh1t stories um but it's weird because you're in there and it's like being in the London Eye or being in the Dome of St. Paul's or you're in a kind of tourist attraction and it's odd because it's not the real cavern so everybody's in there hot and sweaty and uncomfortable but you're not in the real place anyway it's weird um uh, but 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 it was thoroughly uh enjoyable and the plan is at some point is to go up to liverpool for like um a couple of days do it do it proper for a couple of days get the yellow bus tour all around magical mystery tour go to what i really wanted to do 
and I didn't, of course, being an idiot, I didn't look up these things until I was on the train, and by then it was it was kind of too late, is you can go to um, John Lennon's and Paul McCartney's childhood homes as part of the National Trust. Now, that would be awesome. And I would steal something from there. I think I would steal something, not from Paul's house, but from John's house. And when I say steal something, I don't mean, you know, like Aunt Mimi's jewels or something. But I would, um, I'd cut a bit of carpet. I'd get nail scissors and I'd cut a little bit of carpet. Or, like, behind a picture, I'd lift a picture and I'd tear off, like, a slither of paper but i wouldn't keep the paper because that would have been added more recently but i'd go behind all the layers of paper till you got to the bare wall and then i'd i'd get um a petri dish and i'd just scrape a little bit of the plaster from the bare wall because lennon would have touched that lennon actually would have touched that and then using my um uh, uh trained scientist friends um, from isis unfortunately i'd get them to clone john lennon I'd get them to clone a hundred John Lennons, um, and they would, uh, unfortunately, uh, ISIS would publicly execute all of them. But that's, but, but, well, what, what a morale, um, what, what, um, not a morale boost. What's the opposite to a morale boost? What a a morale deflator (laughs) to have a hundred John Lennons executed. That would be flipping it, a a complete buzzkill. To have, I mean, it's bad enough when one died, but imagine a hundred of them being killed at, um, uh, uh, um, massive tourist attractions all around the world. Flipping heck. It'll be, it'll be devastating. We wouldn't, we, we wouldn't be able to survive. Anyway, um, 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Ray, you'll be first, then it'll be Paul Akimbola. And then, right, I got loads to talk about because I had a day off and I didn't really get to, to speak to many people. Then I got the train, so I stayed in a hotel in uh, Liverpool. And it was really, I, and I, 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 I loved Liverpool. What little I saw of it, um, uh, I loved. And I met some very, very nice people there, some locals and some not so locals. And um, it was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. And I, I fully intend to go back there and do the, 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 the full Beatles experience, right? But then I got the, the train back, right? And I had, for the first time ever, I'd made a concession to modern technology, right? And I'd got an e-ticket. Now, the reason I'd got an e-ticket is because um, printer fluid is the most expensive thing in the world. And um, uh, I've, not, I've not bought any for ages. The printer's got no ink. So it's got some yellow inks. So if I'm printing off a completely yellow thing, we are sorted. Bit of green, um, but it's got no black ink. Um, so I didn't print it off, but I had an E, I had an E ticket, guys. And that means it was on my phone. And it's, and I showed it to the woman. I sh- um, I, I, I spoke to a woman at Liverpool uh, Lime Street station. And I said, excuse me. She went, hey, you're that fella off the telly. Is that a Liverpool accent? Hey, you're that fella off the telly. And I went, yeah. She went, you like Arsenal. I went, what? She went, you support Arsenal. I said, well, I, I said, I don't. She said, yes, you do. You're famous for it. What does now is Ralph Little an Arsenal supporter? Is he? She thought I was Ralph Little, didn't she? But he supports Arsenal, doesn't he? 
balls. Anyway, I showed her my e-ticket. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We'll start the show soon. I showed her my e-ticket and she went, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You can get, you can get this train. You've got a seat reserved on the 1047, but you're here early. You can get the 907, bish, bash, bosh, change at crew, wallop, right? So I got on the train, bearing in mind, she'd seen my ticket and said everything was fine. And then the ticket inspector comes along and I showed him the ticket on the phone. He said, yeah, we don't accept those. I went, what? He said, yeah. We, uh, we don't accept those. I said, oh, well, that's all I've got. He said, well, don't worry. I'm going to let you stay on the train. Thanks, man. I'd only spent £82.40 on a ticket. It was return. Actually, I thought that wasn't that bad. Um, I'll let you stay on the train. But when you change at crew, you need to print the ticket off. Now, bearing in mind, I'd chosen an e-ticket. Which means I didn't have an option to type in a code and print a ticket. And also, I didn't realise this, I had seven minutes when I got to crew to get the, the connecting train. I didn't realise if it had been so... I, I, had I known it had been such a tight turnaround, um, I would have not done it. Because the the... the, the the connections always make me very anxious i had to do a connecting flight once and it was tight it was like 45 minutes or something very very anxious anyway then i started getting arsey on um twitter as i'm allowed to do because i'm a celebrity in meaning i've got a blue tick although everyone's gonna be allowed to get blue ticks in which i agree with limmy i think that is outrageous um and i started saying to the, the train company um um, can you help here? Because I'm in a bit of trouble. I'm not going to have time to print off a ticket. Anyway, it ended up with the person from the train company DMing me saying, it should be all right. Check with the guard before you get on the train. And I thought, nah, I don't. I've spent £82.40. This is a valid ticket. I don't actually know what the legal um, situation is for e-tickets. I don't know if they legally have to accept e-tickets. Um, so I got on the train, and here's the thing. No one asked to look at my ticket. Not one person asked to look at my ticket, right? And they didn't ask to look on the way up. And and when I got off, I didn't have to swipe it at a barrier or anything. So what I'm saying is, I could have travelled for free. I could have just, you know, just got on the train. Not condoning it. I'm not suggesting that people do it. Of course not. But I could have done. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I am reminded, and I need to say this, and we will start the show. You know that you were all invited to come down to the studio this Friday. You're not invited to come down to the studio this Friday. Basically, it's all groovy, man. It's all groovy. But um, we were asked to compile a list of people, and we just thought, with two days' notice... Um, it would be really tricky for us to organise, and people might miss it. So we, we're cancelling it. We are cancelling it, right? For this, we are postponing it. Although I may have gone slightly off the idea, as I often do. I, when I have ideas, I want to do I'm like John Lennon recording Cold Turkey. When I have an idea, I want to do it, and, once it's, and, and then I'm bored of it. So this Friday, do not rock up to the studio... Because, no, it's not, it's, it's not a balls up at all. It's not a balls up. It's just one of them things. Um, do not come to the studio because you will not come in. Now, if you have booked a hotel 
as some people have, send me an email, ian at ianlee.com. I'm not paying for your hotel, but just I just want to see how many people have booked a hotel, right? So that's groovy. And if you're on Twitter and if you're on Facebook, the talk radio page, and if you're on Periscope, if you could spread the word, please, that this Friday, um, uh, the show's happening, but you, you won't be happening. So don't turn up to talk radio. And I'll mention that a few times throughout the night. 0844... 499-1000 is the telephone number. Shall we crack on? Good evening, Ray. Oh, how long is it since you heard that? I've got no idea what that is. That, 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 that's sad because I, I wanted to know where it was from. I don't know what it is. But because you used to play that incessantly at Absolutes. Um, and um, I just never knew where... I, I, somewhere i don't listen i don't know what i did um i do know what i did yesterday but i don't know what i did on the show on monday so um i get this a lot of people kind of quoting stuff and 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 saying stuff that i did on the sh- on the shows years ago here's the god's honest truth right yeah 99 times out of 100 when you're people you and i don't mean you specifically right? i'm talking to the listener in general when yeah. you tell me um that we did something on a radio show together and i'm nodding and going yeah that was funny i haven't got a clue what you're talking about and that's not t- to be rude honestly i haven't got a clue with, with my friend right uh, who i've not seen for 20 years well it was all once about 15 years ago but not seen for 20 years and we were talking, she was talking about all these people that we went to college with, and I'm going, no, no, don't <laughs> yeah. remember, no, no. Was that the short black one? No, I don't remember. I didn't have a clue. So, to be reminded, and it's, and it's you know, it's, it's a joy to have bits played at me, because that sounds funny. Sounds like a funny thing. But if, if, uh, if you do meet me, and um, I uh, am chuckling and looking as though I'm remembering the phone call that you made to me um, in 2004, where uh-huh. you pretended to be a Nigerian or something, I probably haven't got a clue what you're talking about. I'm just being yeah. polite. He was a good caller as well, the Nigerian guy. He was very funny. Was there a yeah. Nigerian? There was a guy. That, I do remember a guy who phoned up, and he told me that he hadn't taken his trousers off for ninety days. Oh I, Lord! I remember that. I do remember that, but I, I don't remember anything else. Anyway, anything else, Ray? Apart or apart from me to, to bursting your your bubble? Um, well, no, I, I, I was going to pop up this Friday, but um, as it's off, we'll just have to uh, hope for another time. It, well, it, it may happen another time. And it's not everyone, the people on, on oh, 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 conspiracy. No, it's not. There's just been a little bit of a misunderstanding. And um, quite rightly, the bosses were a little bit worried about security and they wanted us to register people. And it, it just, it, with two days' notice, it, it was all a little bit too much work for us. So yeah. it, it, it's not a, you know, it's not a, a you know a, a, a bad thing or anything it might happen again if i can be bothered okay and the other question was um your beard has gone does that mean you've got tv work coming up no i tell you why the, be- the beard went right again because this a lot a lot of things happen in liverpool it's a transformational experience i looked at myself in the mirror right in liverpool yeah. with the beard and i felt like a fraud it's not for, I, I, well, I'm glad you found humour in that. I did, I did, I felt like a fraud. And I can't say, I can't be any more specific in that, but than that. But I looked at it and I just thought, nah, that's not you. 
And, um, I decided then that the, the, the beard was gonna come off. And I looked for a barber yesterday, and, and, and uh, I had my eyes half open for a barber yesterday in Liverpool that, that could take it off there and then. Uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't find any. And it was a real moment of just looking at myself and thinking, that's not me. That's no. not me. And, um, so it went, it went today, and it was, it was, it was a joy. And my boys, right? Because I, I got home about lunchtime, and I saw them for a bit, then I went to bed for a couple of hours, and then I got up and I shaved it off. So they'd seen me two hours previously with a beard. Yeah. And then I came downstairs, and my youngest looked at me, like, and he started giggling. I said, yeah. why are you laughing? And he said, you look different. And I said, right, why do you, what, what, what's different about me? And he went, your eyes are sparkly. I went, yeah. right, no, there's, a, there's something more different than that. He said, you've washed your hair. Oh, then he said something like, you'd poli- I, he said, you've polished your face. <laughs> I went, no, and I started rubbing my chin, and, and finally, he got it. And the same with the, the six-year-old. He started giggling because something was different, but he couldn't work out what it was that was different. Yeah. Stupid kids. They're not really. Uh, um, I remember there was an episode of, did you ever used to watch The Goodies when you were young? Um, I, yeah, I used to watch The Goodies. Yeah, there was an episode where Bill Oddie shaved his beard off, and uh, when he steps out, the audience just gasps, because wow. it, normally he had this, like, woodlands on his face. I was tempted, and this is, we're speaking to Neil Hannon this week from the Divine Comedy, and he did a oh, show yeah. at the Royal Festival Hall, right, but the first half he had a beard, he came back after oh. the interval, no beard, and I was tempted to do it on Sunday on Sky, on Sky News. Um, to do, like, the first couple of hits w- with a beard and then get rid of it. And then I thought, oh, no, no, I can't be, can't be <laughs> stupid. But, I'm, but, 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 but. And I did the, I, I did the thing where I shaved it, but then I, ha- I, st- I left a goatee just because I wanted to see what my evil twin would look like. Yeah. Um, but then I got rid of it. Or well, I didn't do the, you know, the poor moustache and the Hitler moustache. I didn't do any of that stuff. It was just once yeah. I got in there with the clippers, oh, it was, it was good. It was, it felt freeing, man. Yeah. I bet your face feels cold now. My face feels, it looks fat. And, um, I keep, what the, the annoying thing about having a moustache, right, of any length is that when you blow up, uh, up your lip, <laughs> It, it blocks the blood. Now I can blow up my nose, right? I can do that and it blows up my nose. Yeah. But the moustache would block it from blowing up the nose. Mm. It's a small thing, but it was important to me. But now I can blow up my nose again. So that, that's, that's quite good. Oh, uh, it's a rediscovery. It, it's a re, Ray, it's a re But it was the, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, we'll, we'll call you back. It's not a best of, by the way. This is live. It's 10.30 on a what night? We Wednesday night, guys. Um, but it was the weirdest thing. I, I'm, and I'm probably going to grow another beard immediately. I probably, I might have another shave in the weekend and that'll be it. Um, but it was the weirdest thing. I was looking at myself in the mirror and I just thought, nah, you're a fraud, son. You're a fraud. And I can't, express or, 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 or extrapolate on that any more than i just looked at myself and thought now nah, you're a fraud and i don't know what why or what if anybody male or female um has had a similar reaction when you look in the mirror and you say now nah, you're a fraud I, 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 I i've not really had the time or the inclination to kind of analyze it um beyond that but does anybody know what i'm saying or is this the, it's just the rambling of a 
bloke who's 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 just a hair's breadth away from having another breakdown is that what it is it could be it could be i don't know oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand coming up it's only paul akimbola Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to um give us a call you're more than welcome to uh, we call you back what we talked about today um uh, so far liverpool the beatles the cavern trains um beards um feeling a fraud indulge me indulge me the people um that, that have been saying on not just on digital but on twitter and stuff you should have topics you should have topics it dawned on me today that we do have topics but we just don't label them as um here's question one here's question two here's question three it, 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 it we've had in 30 minutes of this show We've spoken about um, uh, um, uh, modes of transport, about how technology can be a help or a hindrance in our lives, um, about um, how, uh, uh, you know, we can travel the world and see all kinds of tourist attractions, yet we don't go and see the tourist attractions in our very own country. Uh, we've talked about um, uh, how NAF can be a good thing. We've talked about... Um, uh looking in the mirror and feeling a fraud we talked about loads of stuff light light and 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 quite existential right um we've done all of these things that's that that that's that's topics for you guys you can call in about any of those things or about none of those we've talked about the frailties of um uh, memory we've talked about faking conversations with people because it's easier than going i'm sorry i haven't got a clue what you're talking about so, um, we're doing topics. We're just not labelling it in the traditional way. And it, it's taken me about a week to get my head around that, and I'm glad I did. 0844 499 1000. Paul Akimbola. Hello. Hey, Paul. You saw the, e- the email. The email says, I've got it up in front of me now. If you go to talkradio.co.uk, guys, you can email us. Um, would have Danny Baker proud to, to host this Sky One game show from the mid-90s? This is a YouTube clip. Now, I can't open the YouTube clip on this system, Paul, so you're going to have to describe it to me. The game show called Spellbound. Spellbound. Now, is that when where p- people have to spell words? Paul uh, Choir. It was a live interactive game show. Wow. But well, and what was Paul Coyer doing? I've had um, occasion to meet Paul Coyer. He's a dry gentleman. I mean, I, 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 I say that with love. He's a very, very, uh, very dry gentleman. Very tough to... There's not much purchase there when you're having a conversation with Coyer. Uh, there's, there's zero purchase when you're listening to him doing his dreary show on BBC London. God, it's awful. But um, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Anyway, Paul, what's now, the premise of the to- quiz show? Um, we go to the, uh, yeah, UK, uh, UK game show dot com. Yeah. For, uh, for the UK F, um, well, um, uh, the S-P-E, it'll B-O-U-N-D. Well, Are you um, alright, Paul? Um, well, uh, 
You, cause you sound, you sound, you, again, indulge me a second. Are you alright, Paul? Cause you sound, um, um, normally I, when I you- I need to, it's pop, pop, popply, you, Yeah. All right, all right, hang on a minute. Paul, 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 hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Well, you, uh, normally when you phone in, you are very, very excited, and I struggle to understand you because you're so excited, and you're bouncing all over the shop. Tonight, you, you, um, you sound a little bit slower than normal, and well, I was just wondering if I everything was over. Okay. Yeah. UKGameshows.com. Uh, but you can't open the link. Okay, right. I'm not going to do that. Um, um well, um, we're going to move in subject. It's going about Smash It magazine. What are your Smash It memories? <laughs> Now that's a question. Here's the thing. I never used to read Smash It, and I can't. Part of me wishes I did, because you had like really cool writers like Miranda Sawyer and stuff doing on there, and they were kind of doing really stupid. Um, irreverent stuff that sounds like it was a lot of fun, but I was quite snooty and I didn't. I didn't read that. I read the NME. Um, What are um, your Smash Hits memories? Uh, Smash Hits problem is my party. Yeah, and um, there was a Smash Hits TV show that was produced for Sky One. Is success led to a Smash Hits TV channel which which closed? Um, I, 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 summer okay so you you used to like the smash it poll winner party hosted by didn't jamie theakston host it a couple of times uh um uh well um it's just it's, it's sad that smash it magazine closed well it is sad it is sad uh, paul but these things happen uh well um i would like to smash it magazine to to be come back full time well It probably won't. The thing is, though, magazines, um, they're kind of on the way out, aren't they? No one really gets magazines anymore. That, 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 this is the, this is the reason why Smash It's died in the first place. Yeah. No one reads magazines. And the printed, um, uh, medium, newspapers and magazines is, um, It's dying. I think the only thing that's still successful are comics, and that's primarily because of my two children. Well, um, well, um, um, well, um, so, uh, this is the reason the, the, the printed media is the reason why EME, uh, EME, M-M-E is now free. There we go. Paul, listen, thank you very much, mate. 0844-499-1000. Stu's texted in. I had booked a hotel for the Friday. Uh, it is unfortunate. Listen, if you've booked a hotel, try and cancel it. I know they're not always refined. Just just play on a sob story. Tell them your mum's dying or something. That often works. I've got no qualms with doing that. Um, uh, if you booked a hotel and you can't get your money back, send me an email, ian at ianlee.com. I'm not going to pay for the hotel, but there might... I might be able to sort something out so that it's not completely wasted time. But I can't promise anything. But if you were going to come to the show on Friday, um, you can't now because things have changed. So we're not doing the thing where we, we open the doors on Friday and invite everyone in. It will happen at some point. I'm almost sure about it, but it's not happening this Friday. If you could spread the word via Twitter and Facebook and all of those things. Uh, and Stu, your number ends 536. Send me an email, com. I need to just gather together all the people that um, had uh, booked a hotel or train tickets or had spent a few quid already. 0844 499 1000. 
Him for a penny, him for a pound. Jerry! Hello. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Okay. What I'm you got good. for us, boss? I have had an accident today. You had an erection? I actually had a... No, I won't go to that. I had an accident. And the intermission carrier's car. You had your what? I'm going to make Jerry, because A, I've got the crappy headphones, and B, I'm, I'm struggling too, but, we, but we're going to get there. You had what hey, today, boss? An accident. Jesus, be Hello, can you hear me now? I think, yeah, I can hear you now. Did, did, did you, were you on, hang on a minute, were you on speakerphone? Yeah, trying you, to be. Unbelievable. I tried. You I know tried. the rules. I, I don't know. care if you've got Parkinson's or not, you know the rules, I, sunshine. I you, I, what, did you have an accident today? Yeah, McDonald's bottles and they for green and I, I had a wee in the It's like, sometimes, dumb and dumber, the same way the bottle just keeps passing bottles, but no one was there to pass me a bottle. Yeah. And it's just weed in my trailer's car. Got the seat soaking wet. You, hang yeah. on, you weed in someone's car? Yeah. Rock and roll, man. You live in the yeah. dream. Live in the dream. But it's like, I said, you should come down to my place and crew. Well, I was in crew for a grand total of seven minutes today. <laughs> Yeah. And then I was on the train from Crewe to London, and I fell asleep. I was meditating, right? But I, but I fell asleep, and then I woke up and I said out loud, "Oh, I think I've missed Crewe." And then I realised that I was on the train and I hadn't missed Crewe. No, don't worry. on. You can you just go around Cheshire. Not saying you should do it, but go around Cheshire for free. I go around. Go around. Hang on, hang on a minute. Did you say go around Cheshire for free? On the train. Circle to swim, put fixing sweaters on. Yeah. Yes, that's. Circle, put fixing sweaters on. Pay some money. No, no man stations. Yeah. It's pathetic. Well, Please get body through. I, I, th I mean, the stations I were at, I was at were manned today, but no one asked to look at my ticket. Apart from one guard who said, well, you, yeah, we don't accept those tickets. Oh, you, you, I've spent £82.40, you will accept this ticket, my friend. Um, and he was doing me a favour by letting me stay on the train. Cheers, yeah. man. Thanks a lot. Disabled, you know, just weeks week in advance to go anywhere. Yeah. And did I get a taxi to the next station with the bloody point? <laughs> I would never. Uh, uh, the thought of taking my mum, uh, who's in a wheelchair, on um, public transport, nah. I just co I couldn't face it, Jerry, because it's, yeah. it's a nightmare. And that's me, an able-bodied person, helping yeah. her, you know. To, uh, yeah, through the roof. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, and also, if you're in a wheelchair and you go on, like, a, tr a train, you've got to sit in that, in the hallway by the toilets. Yeah. It's, 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 you don't know, it's the same as me, so it's not dates, you're not going well to travel. Can I ask a question, right? This question may seem insensitive, right? It will seem insensitive. Okay. But it's a genuine question, right? Okay. It's a genuine question. The Paralympics are coming up, right? Right? Superhumans. And the, the superhumans. That, and that in itself feels a little bit patronising, right? I've heard the advert, the superhuman. It feels a bit patronising. Right. But, I saw a poster for it today. I can't believe I'm saying this on the radio because I sent this to Scott, but I genuinely, it's a question, right? I saw a poster for it and it was a young lad doing the weightlifting. Now it was the weightlifting where you lie, you lie on that table and you're pushing up. So all you need are your arms. Is that a bench press? All right. So all you need are your arms, all right? And he didn't have, oh, we lost Jerry. He didn't have any legs. And I was kind of thinking, 
but this is going to sound awful, isn't it? I've started it now, so I'm going to finish it. I was kind of thinking, but but legs wouldn't have made any difference to his ability to bench press, would it? Would it? I don't because it's all in the arms, isn't it? It's all in the arms, right? So, I well, you say weight distribution. But I was just watching and thinking, well, I wonder, really, we've lost Jerry. We'll, 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 Jerry, may God bless you. Um, I just kind of thought, I'd, I just thought, I'd, yeah. <sighs> it's cheating a bit, is what I thought. Genuinely, my first thing I saw, I thought, well, it's cheating a bit. Because, um, really, you know, now, if he'd had, like, one arm or something... I don't... What I'm trying to say is, and this leads me to a, to an actual serious point, he said, desperately uh, clutching at straws, what is the criteria for these things? What is the criteria to be able to uh, enter the uh, Paralympics? And this all this superhuman stuff, I, f- I think it's a little... I find it a little bit patronising. I find it a little bit patronising. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Yes, Rocky! Rocky, I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? By the way, disappointed, disappointed to hear that the the beard's away. Um, yeah, it will come back. You now? Are you looking in the mirror right now? Yes, you sir. You're a fraud right now. Yeah. So nothing's been solved. By oh no! Do I feel I'm a fraud now? Um, no, I don't recognise the guy staring back at me, Rocky. I don't recognise the guy. And ironically, you thought the guy with the beard was not you. Uh, I don't and know. Yeah, the guy without the beard, you don't recognise as you. He looks baby-faced. That's, uh, that's, he looks, he looks baby-faced. And that's, take years that, off you, that's what they do. Well, this is the, this is the trick. This is why I want to have a beard until I'm in my, like, late fifties, and then you shave the beard uh, off and you instantly look seven years younger. Instantly. True, true. But I've got some, wicked, I've, got others, some uh, I've got some good sideburns. Look at my sideburns if you're watching on Periscope. Look at those. Mm, I'm sitting in the taxi, eh? I've got some... I can't get access to Periscope well, on my your problem, iPhone mate? 4. It's your problem, mate. I've got some I wicked know, I know, tell me, white my, my son slaves me all the time for this. I can't believe you've got an iPhone 4. I'll have an iPhone 4 until they stop sending a signal to an iPhone 4. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, nah, I'm not, I'm not a big... Uh, I know you like your, your, your technology and all that, Ian. Not really for me, mate. It used to be quite sort of clued up, but I just think that the rate of change... The technology. Oh yeah, no, it's a rip-off. Uh, it's it's aye, the genius. Aye, yeah. The genius of the mobile phone company is that every um uh twelve to eighteen months they get you to buy exactly the same thing. It's just a little bit thinner. That's it. That is they it. Get the lemons. They get the, or the yeah. lemons. I should say. I, d- I opted out. I opted out of um the iPhone race on an iPhone four, and I only bought a six when my iPhone four died. Well, I'll probably do the same. I'll yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'd see no reason to, to upgrade this whilst it still no. works and I can still no. get the internet it does the, the internet, it will be a little bit faster and it will be a little bit thinner. And you, you, well, you're paying five, six hundred quid for that. Nah, exactly. stupid. Exactly. No, you better believe it. By the way, that, that, that raises a wee point. I wasn't going to mention this, but I've, I've often said this to people before. Yeah. Do you think we will ever... As a as a race, do you think we'll ever live through a faster rate of change in terms of technology than we have, than, than personally you and I have over the last maybe forty years? To, to explain what I mean, when you think about computer, when I was a kid, yeah. a computer game consisted of loading a tape, 
for yeah. 45 minutes, turning the tape over, loading it again, right? Now, you compare that primitive form uh, um, computer games to what we've got now, right? Now, they, they will get better, the graphics will get better, they will get faster, they will get more realistic. But do you think this rate of change from what we had in Yeah，马上。Yeah，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对，对
um, and jumped in the cab. So I'm taking him from A to B. I says, why are you here? He says, um, I'm delivering a, a keynote speech. He says, and I'm, I'm presenting awards um, to Edinburgh University, the, the computer yeah. degree or course or whatever. I says, so you're, you're, you're building up to give me the wrong date, but carry on. No, I'm enjoying, no, I'm enjoying this. Right, okay, right, well, I'll, I'll accept your apology in a couple of minutes, right? Yes, mate. So what happened was, this guy says to him, I says, um, so what do you do with yourself? He says, oh, I'm the vice president of Google. You know, he just, boom, like that. Yeah. I says, no danger. I hope he gave you a big yeah, tip. I am, I am. His name was Vink Surf. Vink Surf. V-I-N-T. Yeah. Surf, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, he explained to me that he invented the internet. Now, I'm talking about the internet. I'm not talking about the World Wide Web. Right. When did he invent it? When did he invent it? 72. 1972. Yeah, so, so, the, so, so wait, hang on a minute. That's what I said, the internet had been invented it, by, before 1985, I told you that, and you were about to prove to me that it hadn't been invented then. I said to you the internet was here by 85. Yeah, that's what right? I said, between 55 right. and 85 we had the internet. All right, so I give you 1972, I, you give me between 55 and 85. And I would have right narrowed down. it down to the 70s, but I told you that th well, that you 30 years, flipping it, that 30 years period mm -hmm. was the mm -hmm. fastest developing time, and you then you were about to tell me that the internet had been invented after that, and then you tell me that the internet was invented no, then. No, 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 I'll tell you what. Flipping it, Ronky. was, he, listen, he invented that, right? Him good and, good uh, for him. Colleagues. What's that got to do him. with me? How much? Did he tip you? How much did how much did he tip you? More than you, anyway. Well, if you want to go there, Rocky, you were going to give me free rides. The only reason we called you up is because you were going to give us free rides. And then when you turn up in the silk suit, and the what the hell are you talking about? The, the beautiful uh, crocodile leather shoes. What's her I name? What's her money. name? I knew you had money. What's her name? Well, anyway, Rocky, it's good to talk to you, Neil. You're talking no, about your arse, as usual. Just before I go, yeah. Okay, thanks very much indeed. 0844. <laughs> 0844-499-1000. Yeah, I knew, the, I knew the internet was invented in 1972. Of course I did. Everyone knows that. The military. The military had the internet. The World Wide Web was, according to Facebook, invented 25 years ago, about... Two weeks ago. But but then Tim Berners-Lee, who invented the World Wide Web, came out and said, no, they've just, they've just plucked that date out of Mark Zuckerberg's ass. Literally just plugged a date, plucked a date, and, and then plugged it back in um, to his backside. Right, well, that's an hour down. Um, what have we spoken about? The internet, technology, um, trains... Um, beards, um, uh, existential crises. You want topics, guys? I mean, geez, that, that's like a, a year's worth for Ian Collins I've just given you there. 0844-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Well, I'll be the judge of that, shall I? Now would be an excellent time to give us a call if you want to come on the air. Um, it's kind of loose, man. It's, uh, feel real loose, like a long-necked or long-legged goose. I never know that lyric. 0844-499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm a city man, you're a city lady. I'm a city man, so a piece of lazy. I'm John Oaks and I'm a 
Because um, several steps closer to having um, an EP, Extended Player, um, released on iTunes featuring that Lindsay Lohorn and whatever the other one, Miley Cyrus. You wait. I am in talks with one of Britain's leading independent record labels uh, who have um, access two itunes it wouldn't even basically what i'm saying is um this is a big bucks deal because it won't even involve me having to pay twenty dollars to register on a website because this company has already paid twenty dollars and i would come in underneath that twenty dollar umbrella so basically that means that when we start making money on it oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand i won't even have to take twenty dollars off the top to cover expenses you see you see uh, got me thinking head on today aunt sally um those songs will be available very very soon for purchasement um i reckon three songs considering you can get two of them three on the internet already 69p i reckon that's something like me 69 p there we go and it's a funny number gonna be so rich and everyone's going oh, he's gonna, what's he talking about he's gonna pay for it 
you suck uh you guys will you guys will pay for it who's gonna buy who's gonna buy the spice girls who's gonna buy any of the pop for not it's all hype it's all hype and i'm hyping it now by saying there won't be many downloads of it available there we go there'll be a limited edition download and once all of those downloads are used up there won't be any more it's hype man it's all hype mark bolan the beatles uh, oh yeah that reminds me so you know last week we went and saw the new beatles film i say uh, yeah i am smoking a bar we should probably <sighs> we went and saw the new beatles film by we i meant me and kath and it was so so and, and i've said on the radio it's so so this is how nuts they are. In, it, it, despite me saying, Jonathan, I'll come to you in a minute, 0844 despite me saying the new Beatles film is so-so, I've still been invited to a screening. Is it Monday? A screening of um, the Shea Stadium concert. And it's going to be introduced by Giles Martin. Giles Martin... George Martin's son, who did the soundtrack for this, who's mixed the new Beatles live at the Hollywood Bowl album, which I've ordered, who also did the mushing up for um, the Beatles' love, he's going to introduce it. And this is my plan. I take him, Titty Man and Lindsay Lohorn, right, and I say, Giles, Listen, right, your old man knew a thing or two about music. He was quite good. I think you're quite good, and I'm going to give you first dibs on um, three songs I've got here on this cassette, um, Titty Man, Lindsay Lohorn, and there's one, there's a rude one about Miley Cyrus where there's an innuendo, but she's playing a guitar, but actually it's about masturbation. And you, you wait, guys, Monday show... Uh, cigars, champagne, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a, a mess. An absolute mess because, um, the big time is coming, guys. The big time is coming. So, everyone going, oh, he's not gonna make any money. Even if all of his listeners bought it, he'd make £4,000. £4,000 is gonna be nothing. £4,000 is gonna be, um, the bill for, um, the I don't know what we call them. We people. What do we? I don't know what we. I'm trying to. I'm trying to delicately, but we're going to have we people with um, cocaine bowls strapped on their heads. Um, I don't know what you call them. I don't know what you call them. I'm not trying to be umpa lumpers. Um, Freddie Mercury actually waiters. That's it. Freddie Mercury actually did that, didn't he? He actually threw a party where there were, um, um, I don't know, I honestly don't know what the correct term is. No, 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 it was, it'd be probably safer to say Freddie because he's dead. Um, uh, but I think he did. We had, he had, um, we people with, with bowls of cocaine on, trapped, strapped on their heads. That's insane. Freddie's parties, apart from obviously, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to practice safe sex. Um, Freddie's parties are going to be like, um, like dull by comparison. This is going to be like um, your your nana's party. You compare 
Freddie McCurry's parties to the parties that we're going to, me and Nigel are going to have. And the whole titty band. It's going to be like your Nana's 80th party at the, um, at the club. It's going to be like, that's what, what Freddie, Freddie McCurry's parties will be similar to your Nana's 80th birthday at the club. And you didn't even want to go to that. And you had to go. And it was rubbish. That's what Freddie Mercury's parties are going to be like in comparison to the parties once Giles Martin um, gets on board. It's going to be fun times. But um, to quote the Spice Girls, we're going to put it on, put it on. Safe sex. One love. 0844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Here's the thing. I'll come to Jonathan in a minute. Um, I, I, I was at the park. I mentioned this to the two mics. I meant to mention this the other day. I was at the park the other day with, with the boys to the pirate park. And they keep, every time we go, they go, why is it called a pirate park? It's got pirate ship ba- buried in the sandpit. It's like a massive pirate ship coming out of the sandpit. And there's a pirate... Fl- what? Why are you asking me why it's called... Why is it called a pirate park? There's a pirate ship in it, man. What are you... Are you nuts? These are the same children that didn't notice I'd had a beard. Uh, my beard had disappeared, despite them seeing me two hours before with the beard. Um, and we were at the pirate park, right? Rocking it up. We're having a fun time. And I smelt the 90s. I got a strong old whiff of the 90s and there was a fella so there's the park and it's there's like a fence around it that's two foot high and then then there's a car park on the other side of the fence and there's like some benches and stuff and there was this guy sat on the bench with his i'm assuming his missus and his car behind him and the, the park's in front and he's he's smoking a joint he's actually had a full-on joint on the go and he had his kids with him right and his kids were i'm gonna say a girl of about 10 and a boy of about seven i'm gonna say and um and he had there was there was a few of them there right it was him and his missus and then there was a couple of other guys and every now and then his fag would go out so he'd light it again and then he went into the car right and he he was skinning up another one he was skinning up a joint and then because it was it was obviously was a joint and it was like big he went for a walk through the car park smoking the joint until it got to a decent size now listen guys have i ever smoked drugs come on you know come on of course right I haven't had a drink or drug for years and years and years, right? So I'm not anti-drugs, I'm not anti-drink, I'm not anti-smoking, any of that stuff. But he was doing it by a kiddie's playground. Literally right next to the kiddie's playground. And some of the other parents could smell it. And, um, none of the kids, I felt sorry for his kids, and having to witness that, the whole thing. Um, and obviously my kids didn't know what was going on and stuff like that. And here's, here's uh, the, the, the thing there's no way of saying this without sounding snobbish and arrogant so i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna have to speak my truth he looked really rough he looked really rough him and the the the, the woman he was with and his mate they looked absolutely rough right and had they not looked so rough 
I would have had a word. And actually, it, it it got to the point where when I was gathering the boys up, I was at, once the boys got in the car, I was going to go and say something to him. I was going to go and say something to him. Um, but he went. As the boys got in the car, he jumped in his car and he went. But I was, I was definitely going to go and say, I, I didn't want to say anything. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I didn't want to say anything when the boys were there because I didn't want to cause a scene because I, I, I made up that this guy would get a little bit arsy with me. Um, but once they're in the car, I was going to go and say, man, you can't, you can't. I was going to say, man, because, you know, remember I saw some kids having a joint. Yeah, he was driving his kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I saw some kids, um, they weren't having a joint. What were they doing? Were they doing poppers or something? Some kids were doing, no, they, I think some kids were sniffing glue. Uh, they're sniffing glue by the by the river near where we live, and we walked past them a couple of times, and they were being really open about it. And once uh, the kids went on with their mum, my kids went on with their mum, and I went back to them and had a word with them. I said, "Listen, man, man, you see, speak of their language. You say, man, you think they think, oh, this isn't some straight. This guy's cool, man. He's, he's speaking." I said, "Listen, guys, I'm not anti drugs or anything like that, but a what you're doing is going to mess your head up big time. I think they were sniffing glue, or maybe it was lighter fluid. It was lighter fluid. That's what they were doing." I said, "Look." A, that is a particularly nasty drug that you're doing, and that is just going to cause you serious damage in your head. B, don't do it out on the street in front of everyone. My kids just walked past that. Supposing they'd asked me a question about it. And, uh, and they and they, <laughs> they went, sorry, mister. Like that. I may mean, say kids. They were like 14, 15, 16. But they, uh, you know, sniffing lighter fluid. Whatever, whatever gets you through the night. It's all groovy. But... Um, but this guy and then i then i tweeted because that's what we do these days when we get angry i tweeted there's some bloke having a joint by the park it's bang out of order and loads of people went yeah 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 that's really bad what a scumbag and some people went well you know considering some of the things you could be doing in a park with kids it's not that bad what so because he's not raping children, I have to accept that he's smoking a joint and that's all right, is it? That makes it okay, does it? And I just went, no, you're wrong. And they said, would you feel the same if he'd been drinking? And I went, yeah, I would. And I would have been almost as angry if he'd been smoking fags there. I would have been almost as angry if he'd been smoking fags by a park. I would say smoking a joint by the park... Out of a hundred, I was like, in terms of anger, I was like, um, 90. Drinking booze, I would be, I would be like 87 angry, and smoking fags, I would be 82 angry. So that's still angry. It's still angry. Shouldn't be doing that stuff. And vaping, I would have been a hundred angry. Is it all vapors? And there isn't the tide turning on vapors. Is suddenly we're starting to find out that actually it may not be that good for you. Oh eight four four. I don't know where I'm going. There. I just felt the need to um to to get that off my chest. I was, I was surprised by people on Twitter going, "Well, come on, man, it's only a joint." Yeah, well, no. And there's a time and a place. A time for a joint. Don't condone drugs, by the way. I have to say this: don't condone and encourage drugs. But the time for a joint is about half past ten at night when you've got your your, your um um. I was going to say your John Thomas out, and I don't mean your John Thomas. I mean your James Taylor. That's what I mean. Uh, or your John Thomas. Either way, 
not encouraging, not endorsing or condoning drugs, but the, if there is a time for a joint, it's not a half past two in the afternoon by a kiddie's playground when you're about to drive your kiddies home. Is it? I don't think so. Tristan Jonathan, sorry, you've been waiting there for ages. We'll come to you in a minute. 0844 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 0844 Yes, Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm still a little bit hyper from Monday night. Why, what happened? Did uh, you I... see a picture of a, a lady in her pants or something? <laughs> is that what happened? Uh, I, I stumbled across uh, Frankie Boyle's latest uh, uh, stand-up show on Netflix. And I, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Frankie Boyle's comedy and I was in Stitches. Oh, really? Um, well, I've not, he, I, do you know what? I've, I worked with Frankie years and years ago. He was a writer on a show that I did. Um, but I've never, um, I've never seen anything that he's done since, because I've never seen Mock the Week. I, I've never seen his stand-up shows. I, I'm sure he's very entertaining. Oh, yeah. He, he's my, he's my kind of scum. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I'm sure he'd be, uh, I'm sure he'd be pleased, uh, to hear that. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's probably shouting over the radio, I hope you die of cancer! Well, he might be saying that, or he might be asleep now. <laughs> no, no, you know, he Frankie Boyle be... never sleeps. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he's, too, he's too angry. Frankie Boyle is too angry and too naughty to go to bed at half past ten. He wouldn't go to bed at half ten, half eleven. He'd go to um, bed, um, like, at six in the morning. That's how naughty he is. <laughs> he, don't, he don't care, does he? No. Literally doesn't care. Brilliant. But he, he, um, he's a very quiet, softly spoken gentleman in real life. I mean, I've not, I met him, God, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I think I did a, sh- a show with him and I was on it for like three episodes. But it, I remember him being very quiet and very polite and very shy. Well, so is Katie Hopkins, uh, away from the camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, she is. I've sp- yeah, I've spoken to her off, off, um, off air, and she's, um, she's, she's delightful, but unfortunately, her act is, um, is, is actually really dangerous, and once I realised that, yes, Katie Hopkins is, is, is delightful off air, in some ways, that makes her even more dangerous, because she can turn on the bile and it is it is what she says is 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 dangerous sometimes you know calling um um dead children cockroaches and stuff um the fact that she she is so pleasant off air i think makes her her crimes worse (laughs) oh well we'll agree to disagree on katie hopkins well no what what do you what do you you think about katie hopkins then uh she she reminds me of uh, Bernard Tapier. I don't know who Bernard Tapier is. He's a famous French businessman uh, uh, who owned a football club and went to prison for tax evasion. Okay. okay. Yeah, not accusing Katie Hopkins of no. tax evasion. No, no, no. <laughs> but she strikes me or as being the sort French. of person where... <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> She's the sort of person where if if you like her, she, she doesn't want anything with you because you're not a challenge but if you dislike her she's interested in getting I tell you, you and what's interesting winning you round because it's a challenge i tell you what's in no, she's not interested in winning you round. she's interested in getting you angry and then getting a big fat paycheck for it that's what she's interested in she, well, she's <laughs> she, she is uh, uh, um uh, uh found that um she has found a way to make bile um 
hey, she's she's what we used to call at school an SH1T stirrer. <laughs> and she's found a way of making money. I tell you what I'm enjoying about this phone call, is it's really nice, Jonathan, to hear you laughing, like properly, you're like giggling, gleefully, because normally when you laugh uh, uh, on the show, it's, it's it, it, you're being sarcastic, but you're actually giggling with glee, and that's really nice to hear. Oh, that that's just because of what I uh, wanted to say tonight. Yeah. Because I, I, had an, I had an epiphany this morning yeah. about one of my favourite TV shows from the 1990s and one of my favourite characters in that TV show. And the more I thought about it, the, the, and the further down I went the rabbit hole, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> it just blew my mind. And it's made me look uh, the, this TV show and these characters in a whole new light. Yeah. And that is Star Trek Space Nine, yeah. and in particular, Constable Odo. Okay, you're going to have to fill in significant number of um, yeah. Blanks there's, a, there's a there's a way to do that. It's called Netflix. All right, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch all of Star Trek Deep Space Nine just so I just I understand what you've just said. Oh, it's brilliant. It, you, you don't get telly like that anymore. No, it looks like it's done on an Amiga though. That's the problem with that program. Here's <laughs> the thing. Were. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What you've just said, not the thing about President Odo or whatever it is, right? Constable. Yeah. All right. Um, but what something you've said in this conversation has completely destroyed your apparent raison d'etre. And what's that? <laughs> You're not a misanthrope. Oh, I am. No. That's what. That's one of the reasons why I like uh, no. uh, the character of Odo in Deep Space Nine because no. he's a self-hating misanthrope, just like no. me. No, no, no. But a misanthrope hates everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you've just told me two people that you really admire, and one of them's a it's woman. Fiction? Uh, what? Uh, oh, are we, oh, you oh. got me there. I thought oh. you were talking about something else. And what, what, yeah. You're talking about Frankie Boyle and Katie Hopkins. Yeah, 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 and one of them's... Good one, Ian. Good one, you got me there. Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> one of them, yeah, I did. With a little help from Kath. One of them, who's a woman. But one <laughs> of those people that you really admire is a woman. Well, what's the shock about that? <laughs> well, because you, 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 um, part of your, um, anger <laughs> seems to be directed at women. And, 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 you know, if you're going to follow the, the classic Freudian route, you chase it, trace it back to your mum and stuff like that. I don't know if it's necessarily as simple as that. But you do have a lot of anger and hatred, um, uh, and uh, repressed sexual feelings around... <laughs> oh. And that giggle there, oh, that giggle there, that touched it. Better. That touched it, didn't it? That touched it. No, this, no, because it, touched it, it. it, it ties in touched with it, what I was going to say. Yeah, we touched it, didn't yeah. we? We touched it. No, we Didn't haven't we? quite yet. Not quite, but we got. I haven't ruined. An, I haven't ruined the Trekkies' childhoods yet. <laughs> okay, but um, but it it it's just interesting that you're you're not quite what you pretend to be. Have you have you um have you been seeing the doctor or something recently? No, you're sounding. I tell you what, because you're sounding a bit hyper, and I just wondered if I like, told you it was the Frankie Boyle. <laughs> But it's had, um, it's had a, something has had a profound effect on you. And it, it sounds like you've changed your meds and stuff, but I'm, you, I'm assuming you're not on any meds because you don't no. need any. <laughs> oh. 
It swung the other way, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? It no, swung... it's the Frankie Boyle. It, it, no. It's the Frankie Boyle. That's, that's the, the brain making up its own narrative. You, you know, you need a reason to justify <laughs> why you're swinging. I don't think you've swung completely the other... The pendulum has not made its full journey yet. I think you're still on the upswing. So it's going to no, get I'm even all, I'm more... I'm always on the downswing. <laughs> but do you not... You're probably not noticing that you're laughing um, sometimes at things that are funny and sometimes just laughing a little bit maniacally. <laughs> there. Well, genius and insanity are two sides of the same thing. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they just? Yeah. Aren't they just? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but uh, uh, I want to get to the point. I want to get to the point. No, we, we, we got we got to the point. I think we got to the point tonight, Jonathan. To be continued. Work in progress. Um, is it? I just I'm fascinated. Absolutely fascinating um, character. Man alive. What? What? what a, a, a psychotherapist or a psychosexual counselor or a, you know what? What someone could could do with that with that mind isn't it interesting oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand um if you uh oh let, let me let me because i've not said it this hour if you're planning on coming to the show on friday this friday it's not it's not happening it's not an open door policy so don't turn up because you won't get in if you've booked a hotel or, or spent money on on train tickets though send me an email ian at ianlee.com um i'm not saying i can get you a refund and stuff but let me know uh but don't rock up this uh this friday because we're not doing it okay we will do it at some point maybe maybe but we might not um if you hadn't guessed already you can call in about anything you want and a lot of people say we need to get some topics we've had loads of topics tonight man loads of topics we've talked let's have what we talked about in the last few minutes um Deep Space Nine, Katie Hopkins, um, uh, repressed sexual anger, guys, if you want it, um, The Beatles, How I'm Gonna Make a Fortune from Selling Records, loads of stuff. You can call in about any of that or, or anything you want, really. 0844 499 1000, we call you back, this is Talk Radio. 0844 Four nine nine one thousand. Tris. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. Tris, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. How are you? Existential crisis to a certain extent this weekend or yesterday when yeah. I looked in the mirror and saw the beard and thought, "Nah, you're a fraud." And it's weird. I can't explain it. Any, but I just looked and I thought, "Nah, you're a fraud." And I wanted to get rid of it instantly, but I didn't have any, I didn't have me, uh, me clippers or anything, um, any of me shaving equipment or nothing. So, but it was, it was a joy to get rid of it today. But then I'm thinking I might grow it back. I, I might grow it back instantly, but I'm rocking some wicked sideburns for the first time in a long time. Look at these bad boys. It's a palaver though, isn't it? Shaving. It is a palaver. It feels nice now, but it won't tomorrow. Um, and and I, uh, you know, yeah, it's a, it is a palaver. Shaving. I mean, I'm a beard wearer, but uh, I hate it. It's only it's only laziness that I've got one. Yeah, I, 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 I I'll think just I'm wait until I look a bit homeless, and then I then I shave it off. I um I gotta make Scott 
Scott Balcony, who grows them and shaves them off all the time, and I don't see the point in that. Just trim it. Just trim it. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I just lop it off, and then I enjoy it for a day or two, and then I yeah, I grumble about it again. It's, it's when I'm sleeping. It's so, it rests on the top of my chest. That's what I don't like. Sorry. The, how, the beard. How long is your beard? What, what are you cat weasel or something? No, that, that no, it's not. It's not. It's not that long. But when it gets when it gets too long, it starts. So I, I, I um found beard in uh, food in the beard was a thing. That was an actual issue. Yep. Uh, if I blew my nose, I'd have snot in my moustache. Yep. By the way, that's the title of my autobiography I'm working on. No wonder <laughs> no, wonder no publisher's gone for it yet. And also, I would, I drool when I sleep. So my oh. right side of my beard would be all wet and yucky and stuff. So it's... I'll tell you what, that, that, um, that Shea Stadium thing sounds good. Charles Martin. Shea, the, have you seen the Shea Stadium concert? The, the documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's been doing the rounds for years as, as a bootleg, but it's, it's going to be in HD. It's all remastered and stuff. Seven o'clock yeah. Monday night, and um, uh, yeah, Giles Martin is going to be introducing it. How cool is that? That's really good. Have you got a plus one? Uh, yeah, Cass coming. Oh. <laughs> That's a drive, isn't it? <laughs> can we get another one? Can we? Can we get another one? Let, 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 Tris, if we got another, because I was thinking about this, right? Because yeah. Tris is a is a big Beatles nerd like we are. If we got if we were to make an effort to get a plus one, could you get to Soho on on Monday night? Absolutely, I could. Yeah. All right. Well, don't we, we'll ask. We'll ask. Okay, they yeah, might say no because I imagine I imagine it's going to be very limited numbers, right? But when we went the other day, there were loads of free seats. So we'll ask. Oh, if you could, man, I'd love you for that. We'll, and that'll be a hundred pounds made payable no we're, you we're, know I'd pay that as well. i know you would i know you would and i think that <laughs> when i got the email this morning i thought oh tris would like that and it seems it does seem a little bit odd right when you when you there was a few a, a few several years ago i was earning a lot of money right yeah and when you start earning a lot of money that's when you get stuff for free it's the weirdest thing right you it start strange, isn't it, you yeah. go on telly and you start earning good money right and then people start giving you free, I got, you know, free Dreamcasts and Playstations and free clothes and, um, free ticket, all, all of this stuff for free. And you, th- and I remember thinking, this is weird. I can afford this now for the first time in my life. I'm not signing on. I can afford this and I'm getting it for free. Um, and it, 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 it I, you know, I'm not in anywhere near that much money now. And I, I, I get some stuff for free, but not a lot. But I, when I saw this, this email, I thought, isn't that, odd right and the reason they're doing it is so then you then go on the radio and go oh the shea stadium yeah, thing is br- oh it's brilliant it's gonna go oh, but um there, there are proper you know and i'm a proper fan but there will be people in that screening with us who were there because it's a freebie not because yeah. they like the beatles or anything you know not because giles martin's gonna they won't appreciate the magic of it's a magical thing george martin's son He's oh, gonna, he's oh, gonna, yeah. you know, get up and say a few words about the film. I'm assuming he's remastered the sound for this as well. I know he did the beat. George well, he's Mart- done the album, hasn't he? Yeah. So, George Martin's yeah. son is gonna get up and say a few words and then we're gonna screen, um, the, the, a rarely seen Beatles live concert. Flipping heck. That's it's gonna be, it's gonna be wasted on 80% of the people in that screening room, that little screening room in, you know, in Soho, there'll be there'll be forty people there, and I don't know, thirty five of them won't really appreciate what they're seeing. 
Yes, nuts, isn't it? It is nuts. You should, you should have to prove yourself at the door. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, so I want you to name um, three Beatles albums and two singles that were not on albums. Um, um, does it count if they are on Past Masters? Uh, no, it doesn't count. <laughs> That's what we want. Be, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll be up for that. I'll be up. Yep, straight away. <clears throat> Come on, I'll do this. Bring it on. Do you uh, know Tris- what? It was f- 50 years anniversary of on Monday. I do know this, because I was... Uh, let me think. 50 years, 66, um... It, it, uh, uh, it would have had to have been Revolver then, wouldn't it? No, Candlestick Park, mate. Last gig. Candlestick Park. Here's another thing, which I think is true that they don't mention in the Beatles documentary, right? They have a big thing about Candlestick Park, and they show some bootleg Super 8 film from it, right? They don't mention that a lot of the tickets were unsold for that concert. Yeah, that's right. Only only about uh, 20,000 or 45,000 or something. Yeah, about half the tickets went unsold, and I'd forgotten that, and then I read, I was looking, you know, kind of geeking away, and I read that, and I went, oh yeah, and it wasn't mentioned in the in the the film and that's actually the fact that their last concert they'd only sold half the tickets that's actually a massive thing that changes the narrative promoter actually lost money on it as well possibly yeah 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 possibly because they had a big guarantee um and that changes the whole dynamic of the story i think when you realize that that last tour in the states partly because of the beetle burning but partly because the um you know the the bright spark was dimming slightly in terms of beetle mania a lot of those concerts they didn't sell out yeah, that's right. And also, here's the thing. This is annoying me, and you're going to see this a lot in relation to this Beatles film. The yeah. Beatles were the first band ever to do a stadium tour. Incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. Incorrect. They weren't the first band to do a stadium tour. They didn't do a stadium tour. They did a tour where s- several of the dates were in stadiums. But the whole tour wasn't a stadium tour. The first band to do it was? Uh, Gone the Monkeys. No, 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 no. <laughs> first, the first band to do a stadium tour, 1974, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Oh, Crosby, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. first band to do a tour where all of the dates comprised of stadiums. Stadia. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Stadia. Um, anyway, Tris, what are you called in for? Well, my, um, I found uh, one of the darkest things any of my children have ever said to me happened this morning. Oh, God. Um, but I found my three-year-old crying in her bedroom, right, bawling her eyes out. And I said, um, I said, oh, what's wrong, honey? And she says, oh, I don't want to die alone. Three-year-old. Wowzers. Jesus Christ. I know. But I mean, proper, proper in tears. What do you, uh, how, what, what did you say to that? Um, well, I kind of reassured her that she wouldn't, well. and that she's lovely, and that I love her, and I just gave her a cuddle. What, what do you say? Um, so you, uh, you lied to her? Because... <laughs> Maybe. And that's not a criticism, it's the, it, I, I, I'm, I'm kicking this around, because you know that I've, you know, I'm, as a dad, you get these questions, you get these, um, moments where you really have to think on your feet, and there's no right or wrong answer, whatever you say. I, fe- be- I felt utterly unprepared yeah oh yeah 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 of course 
Um, of course, you know, but there's no right or wrong answer. Whatever you say will be the right thing, and it will help shape, you know, their childhood one way uh, or or another. I really try, when the death thing is a tough one, I really try not, I really try and be as honest as I can with the boys about stuff. But you're right, sometimes it's, um, you you, you do have to... uh, tell a little pocket i had I, I we've not had him in tears we did have one saying well he did get a little bit upset the other day what was it he was um he was saying uh oh that he didn't want me to he, he didn't want me to die he he didn't want to die he said I'd, he got quite he was he wasn't crying but he was getting a little bit panicky saying i don't ever want to die and i said why not he said because i like being alive and i said well that's brilliant enjoy it but sadly, we're all going to die one day. You've probably got, yeah. you know, 80, 90 years ahead of you. And yeah. we don't know what dying is. You know, some people think that when you die, it's better than being alive. Some people think you just go to sleep and you don't wake up, you know. And we kind of... It's got ex- and that sounds better to me, to be honest. What, going to sleep? Yeah, flipping that. Tell, yeah. tell me about it. I've got to worry about it. Imagine if heaven is just like a really comfy um, bed with clean sheets. The sheets are always clean. And you don't have to yeah, get I'm out of bed and take them off. Clean sheets, though. yeah. Clean, clean sheets, right? Did you say you're not a sucker? No, I am. I am. I am. Clean sheets. So in heaven, right? This is it. So it's, you, you're just asleep, right? But um, hey, oh, this reminds me, right? I had a dream the other night that an ex-girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend Tessa, was in it. I was at a party, and she was in it, and I was talking to her boyfriend, right? I don't know who her boyfriend is. But he was telling, he was saying, I've got really important information for you. You have to remember this information when you wake up, right? It's in the dream when I'm going, I'm going, right, shout it at me. You've really got to shout it so that when I wake up, it's in my head, man. It's in my head. And he shouted and he, and I kept, I kept saying, shout it to me again, man. Shout it. So when I wake up, it's in my head and I know what to do with it. And the information he imparted to me, Tris, was yeah. that his name was Richard and he's a really big fan of, um, the cult American band, the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Yeah. Now, I've got Tessa's number, right? And I've come <laughs> so close to texting her going, this is going to sound nuts, right? But do you know anyone called Richard who's a really big fan of the Brian Jonestown Massacre? Yeah. Now, odds are she'll come back and say, what? <laughs> but supposing, Tris, supposing she comes back and says, yeah, that's my boyfriend. How did you know? Yeah, you Wouldn't that, saw, that would destroy everything we know about life on this planet. It's probably best you don't text her then, isn't it? And that, and that is why I'm not... That is one of the many reasons <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to text her. But but I've said it out loud now. It's like those people who say, well, I knew... I knew. Um, about, I predicted the Twin Towers. I knew the Twin Towers was going to happen. I had a dream a week before that these planes flew into these big buildings. Well, you never said nothing. I knew Lady Di was going to die. I could feel it. Mm. I could feel it. Uh, Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts was going to die. Well, well, I've said it now. My ex is going out with a boy called Richard who likes the Brian Jonestown Massacre. And no one likes the Brian Jonestown No, of course they don't. They're pony. That's a pony. Trace, I've got to move on. All right, man. Love you. Touchy bye. 0844 499 1000. 0844 499 
1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. And um, I should remind you, is it, oh, has Dean Torrance gone up? Yeah. Um, you can get podcasts of the show as well. And I was reading a really interesting thing, and I, I, I suspected that this was the case. I'd heard this before. But I was reading a really interesting thing by James Cridland about iTunes and how they um, they do the ranking for the podcast. You can get a podcast for the show on iTunes and, and all your usual podcast um, providers. You type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Um, and uh, it's there. And um, we were quite high in the chart. I've not looked at the chart for ages. I imagine we've... I'd, I would be surprised if we are even in the top 100 anymore. Um, and yet we continue to get thousands of podcast downloads every day. We'll get the figures for August later on this week. Um, and the way that iTunes calculates its charts isn't the number of downloads. So your download numbers go up, but you can still sink down the chart. It's to do with the number of new subscribers that you get. So, it, 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 so if you release a new, um, if you release a new podcast, then the odds are, and you, you've kind of got a bit of a following or something, the odds are you'll, you'll zip up to the top 10, the top 20 quite easily. But then once all of your, um, subscribers, your followers have subscribed, then that's it. You, you you drop back down, and that just seems to me one odd way of calculating a chart. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Saying that, when I used to work in HMV many many years ago, um, HMV would the, the store manager would make up the in-store chart. So, you know, you go into HMV. I don't know if this is still the case. I know our price used to do it as well. You'd go into HMV and it'd have a chart. This week's this week's top ten singles, this week's top ten albums, this week's top ten games. They would just make it up depending on what they had a load of. So if they had, like, a load of, let's say, Phil Collins' No Jacket Required, um, that they had to shift, they'd put it, like, number two in the chart. So people go, oh, Phil Collins, no jacket requires number two. I better get that. Hey, in no way tallied with the number of CDs or whatever was being sold. Isn't that nuts? It's all hype, guys. It's all hype. And I bet... I bet a lot of shops um, do that as well so I'm, I'm getting distracted by i'm going to get rid of periscope because you're getting on my nerves you lot um i suspect a lot of shops do that now bookshops maybe um and uh well, you don't really get music shops anymore do you that would do that but front page of the evening standard i don't normally get to see the evening standard now that it's free we're not sponsored by evening standard are we no now that it's free i don't really read the evening standard when you used to have to pay for it I would, um, I would get it, but now it's, it's free. I, don't, I tend not to read it, right? The front page of the Evening Standard, 0844-499-1000, by the way. This just sounds like an absolute nightmare. Party in the sky on cable car over the Thames. Now, 
I have been on the cable car over the Thames. It is flipping horrible. It is horrific. It's one of those things where your ears pop and um, it sways too much and you're much higher than it looks from the ground. Much higher. Getting all bunged up. Getting cold, isn't it? Well, this story by Sophia Slay and Jonathan Prynne. Why did it take two people to... Um, why did it take two people to write a story? Why have, why have they done that? I, don't, I can't understand that. Surely they've just been sent a press release that they've um, they've rehashed. Anyway, this is what's happening, guys. This is what's going to happen. Passengers on the Thames cable car will be able to drink alcohol and party into the night at 300 foot under new plans to revive Boris Johnson's struggling cross-river link. Why would anyone... Here's the thing, guys. That's not going to work. Because why? I don't understand why anyone would want to do it. You can get four people in one of those cars, six maybe, but you're going to get boozed up in a cable car with five other people. And the trip, the round trip's about 30 minutes. The other side, it starts off in Docklands. The other side, it goes, no, it's the arse end of nowhere. It's a terrible location. Why would anyone do this? London transport buses, bosses, have applied for a licence to sell alcohol to passengers arriving for 10 minute trips. There's only 10 minutes. Um, under the, uh, under it just sounds like under the proposals champagne could be served from 10 a.m till 1 30 every day from bars on platforms at each end of the crossing what why would anyone I, honestly i cannot see the point the move comes after fig here we go here we go guys here come the numbers get your pens and papers and your calculators ready the move comes after figures released this month show that the 60 million pound white elephant link is used by just over 4000 people a day despite its capacity to ferry two and a half thousand passengers an hour when I went on it, it was uh, it was very poorly um, attended. A lot of empty carriages. Because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take you... If it took you... For those of you who know London, if it took you, say, from um, Leicester Square to, I don't know, Oxford Street, that would be wicked. That would be wicked. I'd pay for that. I'd have some of that. Because that would be a bit of fun. And you're going from somewhere that you um you want to be and you're going to somewhere that you want to be but it's it's docklands and it's like a bit not docklands it's the um, millennium dome is that what they call it uh, but it's not it's, it's a little bit of a walk from the millennium dome and then it just takes you to this really um rough looking estate on the other side it's the oddest it's the oddest journey um another a number of other city attractions already ha- why why is champagne going to make it more attractive because you could i'm not suggesting you should but you i don't think they check your bags so you could quite easily take a couple of cans in there 
with you of, of special brew or something or even a, a bottle of um white lightning or something if you wanted to if you wanted to get boozed up and white lightning's what is that like 89 pence a liter or something this this champagne is going to be well over the odds um critics have warned the scheme will turn the cable car link into a west end nightclub in the sky no it won't no it won't because no one's going to do it um uh, neighbors attack the idea is desperate raising concerns about noise anti-social behavior and the prospect of drunks falling from pods you can't open the door unless you really kick it I, and i was i was pushing it quite hard <clears throat> um the plan comes eight years after conservative mr johnson banned alcohol from the from the underground what is when did that happen you can't drink on the underground anymore i'm old enough dear listener to remember when you could smoke on the underground i remember uh, i was a kid but i remember being on the underground everything was made of wood wooden escalators and everything was wooden and uh, people smoking and they stopped that after the king's crossfire was that 26 people died or something i remember seeing that on the news when was king's crossfire i'm gonna say 1983 or five one of those um this application, says one guy, seems simply a desperate idea to try and rescue what has unfortunately become a non-profitable white elephant. The prospect, the proposals will lead to people becoming drunk, fighting, acts of damage, drugs and sex acts. Sex acts? Now I'm interested again. You see? Was King's Cross 87? Was it as late as that? Wowzers. Uh, dear listener, there's another hour of this nonsense. You're more than welcome to uh, to uh, join in. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio. Talk Radio. <sighs> Tired, man. Um, if you want to take part in the show, you're more than welcome. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. We'll set up the stall again in a few minutes. I'm Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio, and here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I
So that's Imani Coppola. 0844-499-1000. I like that. It's got jokes in it. It's got jokes in it, that song. I need uh, a prequel to redeem my evil. What a great line, huh? It's all great. I'm so glad you found her again. She's brilliant. She sent me um, her new album again, but in different order. And she oh, sent yeah. me a new song. I, I played you the song that she sent me. She said, do you think I should put this on the album? Hell yes. It's like um, um, it's like a proper um, sort of like anthem. You can imagine people going nuts to it in a field. Let me... <laughs> I said that to you, didn't I? I could, he- I could imagine it in a festival. Yeah, it, it, it sound- I'm going to say something that makes it sound like an insult, right? But it sounds like a Coldplay song. Mm-hmm. But like a good Coldplay. Yeah. If so- Coldplay were good. You know, because Coldplay do that thing where they start everything quiet and then explode. It's that. Which one? But is she's it? good at a chorus, isn't she? Is- oh, listen. Right. So this is, this is the one she said, should, should, I, should I put this on the album? I went, yeah. And it's on the album now, right? Awkward verse, good chorus. Here we go. That's what makes me reminds me of Coldplay, yeah. but it, 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 this isn't hasn't been played anywhere. I don't even know I'm allowed to play it, so don't tell her I'm playing it. But... I give you a thumbs up, a high five. I got my douches out. I got a big bright smile. I feel alive. I occupy my space and activate my mind. I say, hey, what I wanna say? I got nothing in my way. Hey, I get into it. I get into it. I can't get it. Out Here we go. I'm feeling like myself again I feel like everyone's a friend We all need one of them days One of them days Every now and then Just feels good Little piece of mind Why is this not this way? Well, it's not out yet, but... Even the sunshine's feeling my vibe I got sunglasses on my That is a sample from something, isn't it? That I give you a fist bump. It's a great line. Can I play? I'll play one more bit from this. this You're going to get in trouble. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. So no one tell her. No one tell her. This is got. got sunny days. I got morning. This uh, this makes me laugh, right? People. Some people will hate this song, right? But this is why I like this album. This song's called Beach Boy, right? I just it just makes me laugh. I got sunny days. I got morning nights. I'm a beach boy, a beach boy. I get down in the water, the water. So watch me do the backstroke, backstroke. Girl, let me see your backstroke, backstroke. I love it. Backstroke, backstroke. <laughs> it goes like that. Well, that doesn't have a catchy chorus. That is the catchy chorus. Her going backstroke, backstroke. Love it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Hannah. Hello. Hello, Hannah. Coppola. What? Is that Imani Coppola? That was Imani, whatever her name is. Coppola, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm still trying to work out how we get her over here. If I can't get her over here, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to film like a little short film around her. I think I've decided. I've decided that's what I'm going to do. That's, you really like her music, don't you? I love her. I think she's actual proper genius, and I'm just, that the G word gets thrown around way too often. Uh, but I think she's a genius. Just oh, she's so clever. I keep. I want to write. I want to write an article for like Q magazine or something about her. Uh, I don't know if they'd accept it, but uh, mm. it, it, it's going to require a lot of work. So that's next week's project is for me to crack on and write an article about her, guys. Yeah. 
I can't believe your beard's gone. Yeah, the beard's gone, man. You never got to touch it or nothing. Yeah, I'm gutted. Well, you know, these these things. My my boys were gutted once they realised what what had happened. I said, do you like me with it or without it? It's in the back. So you know okay. why? Yeah. Kids fear change. Hey, you got asked a brilliant question today by the youngest. You know, so Daddy, you know when all boys grow up, do they all become men? I went, yeah. Uh, well, no, this is it. Oh. No, uh, 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 no, 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 no. I said, yeah. Then kind of under my breath, because I didn't want to get any more questions about it, I went usually and walked away <laughs> and walked away and i said uh, and also little girls what do they grow up into um women i said yeah usually and walked away <laughs> walked away because i didn't want to get in the uh, i didn't want to get into the transgender thing but also i didn't want to deny well, my transgender brothers and sisters also the argument is that those people were never little boys in the first place they were well, just the wrong body you know well is that the argument, though, Catherine? Well, I believe that they are born a certain way and that they end up... That's what you believe. I believe that they're born in a certain way and hopefully they will end up aligning themselves who they are inside. Okay. Well, is 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 that... Is, is it, that, though? Well, is it? This is, is the it thing. Though? We unless Unless we've experienced it, we just don't know. And everybody's different. Uh, so even if you have experienced it, you're, God, listen to us. Even if you have experienced it, your experience is probably significant. It's unique to you yeah. and significantly different or maybe identical to others around you. We just don't know. Guys. Gosh, you've caught every single thing there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So you're either the different or you're the same. Everyone. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we... Everyone. Let's all agree. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, Hannah, what you got? Anything else? Um, have you heard that the Crystal Maze is coming back? Oh, yeah. I saw that in one of the papers, right? Crystal Maze is coming back. And have you seen, Catherine, who their number yeah. one person is to do it? Doctor Who? Yeah, but it's only a one-off, isn't it? With oh, him, is David it? Tennant, oh. yeah. Oh, well, oh, what is it with He'll have the... better things to do than that. He won't do it. He's a good actor. Exactly. Um, what do you want? What is it with, with things coming... E- either bring things back, either have the faith in it to bring things back... Or, or don't don't just bring oh. them back for one. Are you being served, right? Yeah. I managed two minutes tops. Did you get served? No, not not today, thank you. I'm free! <laughs> it was this... It was... I'm looking for sex with the man! Oh, look at my pussy! Did she did she <laughs> have her pussy out? I didn't get to that part, but I'm, I'm sure she did. And pussy, she means... The joke is it's her vagina. No, I can't, yeah. But everyone else thinks, oh, she's talking about her vajayjay. Um, but, but did you, you didn't But that's it... not, that's not, that's not funny these days, is it? Because people just say it straight out. I mean, you might as well call it. But you didn't give it, um, no. time. No, it looked like, it looked pony. I haven't got time. I think that most people make snap decisions on television programmes within well, the first two minutes. tonight, uh, or, no, not tonight. Is it tonight? This week? I don't know what night it goes out. Okay, thanks for that Radio Times. It's gonna be, um, <laughs> Goodnight Sweetheart. And the, the gag... From Goodnight Sweetheart that they played on the radio to advertise it was him, Nicholas Lindhurst, saying, um, I had to go for a a scan on my brain because I've got terrible memory. And the woman says, what did they find? He says, I can't remember. Uh. That was the gag that they were using to um encourage you to watch that is that the olden days one or is that the modern revamp what do you mean was he in well are they making it deliberately as poo as the first one or are they have they made it worse 
I don't think they deliberately made it worse. They've done it the same. He went down an alleyway and came out in the war. Is mm-hmm. that that's the thing? Yeah. Here's what they should bring back. Um, and this, I thought this was a great long, long. Oh, hang on a second. No, no, no. It's a great. Oh, hang on, oh, hang on, hang on a second. There's one pet I like to pet, and every evening we get set. I stroke it every chance I get. It's my girl's pussy. Seldom plays and never purrs, and I love the thoughts it stirs. But I don't mind because it's hers, my girl's pussy. Often it goes out at night, returns at break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always nice and warm. It's never dirty, always clean, in giving thrills, never mean. But it's the best I've ever seen, is my girl's pussy. I get all of that right. That all works. Seldom plays and never purrs. But the bit about it going out... Is is he saying she's a slag? (laughs) It goes out uh, late at night and comes back early in the morning. Is that what he's saying? And it's his girlfriend that is... Because, guys, we're all... It's after midnight. Oh, it's the podcast, actually. Um, it's all right. I can bleep. Okay. But we, th- that is definitely... He's not talking about a cat there. Is it? Oh, no, what cat doesn't purr? No, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, you, well, some you've got to work harder than others. Um, but he's definitely talking about a doodah, isn't he? That's... Obvious. No, no. A foof. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, a Wang Chung. Hang on, hang on. Here we go, hang on. There's one pet I like to pet, and every evening we get this. Oh. I talk it every chance I get. It's my girl's first dream. Seldom plays, never burns, and I love both its birds. But I don't mind, because it's hers. It's my girl's first dream. So often it goes out at night and returns a break of dawn, break of dawn. No matter what the weather's like, it's always dry and warm. I bring tidbits that it loves. We still like to tell loves. I take care to remove my gloves when smoking my girl's pussy. He takes his gloves off. It's just, um. And that's the old, that's 1931. When, according to my grandparents, no one behaved like that. Although, how do they explain us? Well, Harry Roy and his orchestra were up to, um... Harry Roy? Harry Roy. Harry Roy and his orchestra. Dirty boy. Dirty boy. They were very naughty back then. I think they were... The 30s, yes, they were. Well, they were naughty... Well, every generation thinks it's discovered sex and drugs, um, but old people had sex and drugs. Um, I didn't have rock and roll, but they had like um, that kind of tea music. dances. Tea dances. And, and we've stuff. seen some of the tea dancing filth. No, it's time for the erection section. <laughs> <laughs> if you need help, no. If what? you need help getting up, ask one of the nurses. <laughs> I just made a joke. Because I meant standing up. Oh, okay. Because I you thought need help. you just made a joke that sounded like it should come from the 1970s you, and Bernard Manning. Let me hang on. Go if on. you need help getting up, then why don't you ask one of the nurses to give you a hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found fa- we found the level, Hannah, haven't we? We yeah. found we found the level. Play nice. Um, if you uh, are struggling 
to it's the same joke but just worded slightly differently to rise oh to the occasion that's just cheap that's cheap that's what? cheap if you're struggling uh, don't worry gentlemen uh if you are struggling to get up i am sure the nurses would be more than happy to provide a helping hand. Oh, that's the same joke. It's the same joke. Same. I said it was going to be... The Very s- much the same I joke. I said it was going to be the same joke, um, just phrased ever slightly differently. Mm. If they laugh, do it again. It's the, it's the great lesson. Hannah, stop laughing. I don't think Hannah's laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she's making a video for Harry Roy. <laughs> Anyway. Thanks for calling, sorry, Hannah. nurses. Bye. Bye. I've got a lot of respect for nurses, but like the Barbara Windsor styley ones, not the Hattie Jakes ones. I don't think she ever went to the RCN. <laughs> she went to the RCN. Oh, eight, four, four. It doesn't even make sense. No, I know. But it's still a bit of fun. Well. Uh, Dave, you're going to be next, so get ready. Oh, eight, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. What does this, does this, this mean? Go on. Um, we want, this is, I got the Twitter feed for Talk Radio mm. on the screen. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dave, I'll come to you in a minute. We want to hear your hashtag D of E experiences on at Talk Radio tomorrow. Get in touch via DM. Hashtag, well, it's a D of E, Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah. I'm a recipient of the Gold Award. Shall I phone them? I got a bronze. Hashtag, oh, don't. Journo request. Oh. Well, but that's n- not... Th- who's posted that? Not a journalist. <laughs> who's posted that? Someone's posted... Someone po- First of all, are there any journalists um, working at talk radio? It's not exactly... I've not seen any journalists working I here. I think what it means is that someone's fishing for guests. Okay. With a very big net. Okay. What, why is um, the Duke of Edinburgh in the news? What? What is he dead? Not yet. Has he been racist again? Not that we know of. I I can be quite racist. Do I get yep. a, a gold for that? No, you're not rich enough to get away with it. Oh. Um, hang on a minute. Or posh enough. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to incorporate racism into the colour scheme of of bronze. Mm. <laughs> Silver, no. Gold, you kind no. of could. It's a, bit, it's a little bit too tenuous. Um, it's a little bit too tenuous, really. Yeah. So we're going to leave that one, guys. Yeah. Um, so everyone relax. That song, by the way, is Haters Club by um, Imani Coppola, and that one is available. It's Little Jackie. That song is Haters Club by Little Jackie, um, and that one is available. Oh, he went bing. That was you. Oh, sorry. Dave! Hello. Hello, Dave. You're all right. Yeah, I like Hermione Coppola. She's good, isn't she? She is good. And uh, one day, the whole world will agree, and she will um, become my wife. <laughs> it, she's no relation of Francis Ford, is she? No. It's just one of those names. No, but it's a, but it's a, it's a reasonable thing to thunk. Well, I was at school with a couple of Coppolas. A couple of Coppolas? A couple of, a couple of Coppolas. You'll, you'll love this, Ian. I was at school with um, some Coppolas, and they were brothers, and they were Italian, and they were called Mario and Luigi. <laughs> oh, come no. on. No, they weren't. <laughs> yes, they were. Really? Isn't yes. that funny? Isn't that <laughs> funny? Oh, do you know what? You've just reminded me, talking about Mario and Luigi, right? 
because the, the um and i meant to film this uh, and i'll i i think maybe the second time i can capture it again but it's one of those things the novelty will wear off very quickly right but i've got two young lads dave six and four uh stupid names and um uh, they just dis- just discovered that the xbox can play games and so they were playing halo wars uh, not halo wars what am i talking about they were playing um uh, star wars lego right but i downloaded for them pac-man right oh brilliant the noise when they were playing pac-man was incredible they were (laughs) screaming (laughs) (laughs) they were screaming like and when i was playing that and they they'd want to watch me play it because i was better at like i've not played it for years but i could get onto like level three or four and they like watching me play right and when the two go huh the most simple kind of game is exactly. basic made. There's no, there's no buttons. It's just, you just yeah. got a joystick and that's it. Yeah. And the, ma- yeah. and the thing about the first Batman, the maze doesn't change. It's, it just gets faster oh, and the oh, ghosts get a yeah. bit more intelligent. And the when, the, when the ghosts were chasing me and getting close and I turn a corner and they would go straight. I wish I'd, I wish I'd taped it. I'll, I'll see. I've got them tomorrow. I'll see if I can get the same reaction, but it'll be the second time tomorrow. So they may oh, not. Get them on Galaxians or something. Instead. Something like that. But the thing is, I bought I bought it online uh, f- for the Xbox, like um, Pac-Man compilations. So you get all these different Pac-Mans, right? So you get Pac-Man and there's Pac-Man and there's, there's a, but there's loads of them rubbish. We started playing one called Pac-Pal, right? Is that a dog? No, I don't know what it was, but the graphics. I mean, because Pac-Man was the first one, so why any game after that would have worse graphics, I don't understand. And you you had to turn over these cards. Oh, it was rubbish. We, we, we ditched that. But it was, um, but yeah, the boys, but... <laughs> <laughs> and just this laughter coming from, just pure joy coming from them, the, the thrill of, uh, you know, a, a, a pizza running around eating tablets. It was fun. Anyway, Dave, sorry, go on. What, what, what did you call in for? That's okay. Yeah, no, no, not at all, yeah. So, um, what it was, it, I, I'm a bit behind on the show, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. About a week behind. I think I recently caught up with the interview with Dot from the Shags. Oh, yes. It, oh, God. Yeah. Or Quado. Yeah. That yeah. was quite interesting. That was, uh, yeah. that was hard work. You did a fine job, mate, if I dare say so myself. Yeah, it was, I, I, and I didn't, some, sometimes I've done tough interviews and I've come away hating the person. I loved her all the more yeah. for it. I yeah. thought she was wonderful and it was great and it was quite exciting radio because it was a really awkward, exactly. stilted yeah. interview, but it was, like, it, yeah. And it fits with her style and her yeah. persona and her music and everything. It's yeah. that kind of an outsider thing. Yeah. But I had a recommendation for you. A um, similar band from a, from about the same era. Have you ever heard of a band called The New Creation? No, I don't know. I don't think I know The New right. Creation. Oh, if you have a look on YouTube, The New Creation. Yeah. Check out Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, blimey. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, you're in for three. No, listen, listen. They are a Christian band. Yeah. Uh, uh. But they sound like the Velvet Underground, but they don't know how good they actually are. Here we go. Well, let's. Well, we're going to find out exactly. I think you're going to like it. How good they are, right now. <laughs> oh, okay, hang on. Let's let the buffer. Turn your Wi-Fi off because you're eating all the Wi-Fi, Kath. You're eating all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, he's like the Velvet Underground, isn't it? He is joke. Yeah, but I can get it. Yeah. Oh, this one. Oh. Women don't destroy and drink. The rich fire and friends don't drink. It is, it's Lou Reed and Nico. <laughs> yeah. But it, I presume that the, the new creation were completely sheltered from that sound. I think that was just them doing what they thought they sounded cool. I, um... I don't like the Velvet Underground. I like a couple of the Nico songs. Mm. Um, what's the good, what's the, the pop one? Waiting for the man. No, with the one Venus with um, with Nico, Venus and no, um, Femme Fatale. Oh no, or... this. Oh, listen to this now. Right, this, this is a this is a song. This is a song. Sunday morning. Oh no no no. Sunday morning. Uh, hang on, we go. Listen, this is a song. Listen to this. Oh, hang on, we go. Wait for the the thing to buffer. Is your wife? It's off. It's off. What the hell is wrong with this place? Let me close down. Terrible. Tim Potts. Isn't it? It's outrageous. <laughs> let's close that. Let's close that and let's um, close and closing everything down here. I to, I've got loads of. I need to clear my memory out, man, because my memory is almost full. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is going to love this. Do you know this song? No. Everybody, three and a half minutes. Enjoy. No, 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 no! It's, it's digitizing. It's digitizing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay dollar for this because it's worth, it's worth having properly. Because uh, you know that song, don't you, Dave? I do, I do. I, I love Nico. She's got one of my favorite, one of the best voices ever. It's so weird and distinct. She and ended up living on a council estate in Manchester, I think, with um, John Cooper Clark. With John Cooper Clark, yeah. yeah. The, well, we the weirdest thing, I mean, very sad, you know, drug addict, I, I yeah, believe, yeah. and all of that. Very, yeah. Thoroughly uh, sad existence. But, um, uh, I'm going to pay for that, because that was, that was going all digital and horrible, and it was, um, is this the right? You say you're not a fan, but I think the Velvet Underground and Nico, the, the, the classic Banana album, I think that might be my favourite record ever. Really? I don't... I really, I think it I, might I, be. The stuff with Nico I can dig, but I, all of that, I'm waiting for my man, mm. oh, no, 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 no. I, I saw a band, um, at the Cavern, and the drummer was Clem Burke. Uh, remind me... Blondie! Oh, oh, why? Okay. Yes. Was the the yes. drummer was, was from Blondie, and the bass player was the manager of the Beach Boys, and I was watching, <laughs> and I said, it was a weird band. <laughs> and the two the two that. singers, had the, the, these blokes had the most amazing teeth I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. What, like Mr. Ed? No, they were, they were just... And I said to one of the women next to her, have you seen their teeth? She went, yeah, I couldn't stop looking at the teeth. Mm. He made um, absolutely amazing, amazing teeth. Um, anything else, Dave? Do we get to the point of the call, Dave? Well, it was sort of, I wanted to recommend the new creation to oh. you, because I think that is a good track, and I think you'll, you might want to give it another go when uh, your Wi-Fi's up and running. I, I might give it another go, and when we come back, we're going to play... That, so no bed when we come back. We're going to play that Velvet Underground song because flipping it, that's a song you're going to love. This Kath, I guarantee it. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand.
Please don't confront me with my I wasn't. Failures. I was just thinking, my God, I've been willing her through the song, and now mm. you're thinking I've got to will you through life as well. Gosh, oh. it's so heartbreaking. Come on, man. That is one of the best. They were all drenched in heroin at the Flip time. It. That is one of the most beautiful songs ever. And you're sat there laughing. I wasn't. I wasn't. Unbelievable. You've got no soul. I wasn't laughing. You've I got no thinking, soul. You were oh laughing. I saw you laughing. I wasn't laughing at you're that. Laughing. I was you laughing. You were ha- so you were laughing. You no. had your hand, your hand over your mouth going. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Like that. No, yeah. you're misreading me completely. She she lived in a council estate in Manchester. She's one of your people via Germany and 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 uh, New York, the New York um, art drug scene. Yeah. Okay. 
Right, I was doing that because I felt really uncomfortable because it was, it's, it's... Oh, uh, come on now. No, I did, I feel, uh, I felt really uh, uncomfortable about it. Uh, right, I think we should play it again. N- no, don't. Right. Uh, that is, you've really, you've, what you've done there, you've shown yourself up. You've, I, you've, sh- you've embarrassed yourself. Right. With that. Yeah. You say that. No, and I'm sure the, uh, the caller will, 0844 She has, hasn't she, there? That was proper... That was that was heavy, and you you laughed. It was at. really heavy. You were la- too heavy, quite heavy. The yeah, strings, but the strings lifted that, it. That's the thing that made me feel really uncomfortable. What the so heaviness? I was laughing at the nerves. weight. The weight of it. Yes, the weight made you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I saw it's, yeah um, uh, at this this thing in Liverpool. Right, so it was the first band was the um, Clem Burke and the manager of the Beach Boys playing some rock, playing some good old rock and roll songs. Mm. Great, great stuff. Lot of fun lot of fun the two main guys america all americans the two main guys had the most amazing teeth i've ever seen and said to the define amazing teeth you, like white stu- stuck on ones and all the same size yeah stuck on and i said to the woman next to me i said look at their teeth she went i know i can't stop staring at their like teeth. prick pads prick pads prick pads oh well what's a prick pad and what's a prick pad don't you remember like in the 1990s it seemed to be the next big thing the prick pad you didn't need to have any like glue anymore you had this sort of well, a pad made out of a double-sided um glue oh right no i don't remember that prick pads so imagine them stuck on your teeth i like the um plastic like sticky stuff that sticks often sticks the free toys to the front of the comic because you can roll it off into a box yeah, it's like a bogey anyway yeah um, but then the second... You do that thing where you go, proud of you, and wipe it on them. Oh, I'll do that. The second act came on before Mickey Dolenz. And I thought I recognised him, and I did recognise a guy called Mark Hudson, right? Mm. And I was... Uh, I, when he came out, I thought, this guy looks like a complete plank, right? Big, tall guy, American, long hair, pink hat on, obviously bald underneath. Mm-hmm. Big beard. Mm. The the um, oral part of the beard was dyed multicolours. I thought, what a twit. What an absolute twonker. Right. And he was wearing out, 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 outrageous clothing. I thought, well, this guy's going to... And it was just... Oh, jeez. Pop star cat weasel. Yeah. An old. And he came out, and I thought, this guy's an absolute jerk. He was... It turns out he was brilliant, actually. He was brilliant. And he'd worked with Ringo, and he'd worked with George. He hadn't worked with George. He'd worked with, with John and Eric Clapton, stuff like that. And he was telling these brilliant stories. He's telling this story about how he was producing a record with Ringo, right, somewhere in England. And Ringo said, oh, "It'd be great if we had jo- if we had um, uh, Eric Clapton to play guitar on this." And these guys like, "Well, I don't know Eric Clapton." I go, "Okay, fine." And then he went to the village shop that night, and stood in front of him in the queue was Eric Clapton with eggs and milk. And he said, "All right, Eric." Um, I'm producing Ringo's record. Would you come play guitar on it? He went, yeah, right, I'll be there tomorrow at one. And he rocked up and played guitar. That's amazing. And he'd written... Eggs and milk? What was he going to make? Probably a, her- a heroin pie. <laughs> From roughly the period that that was recorded, I think. Right. Um, uh, and um, he wrote <laughs> a big hit for um, Aerosmith, this guy. Which one? Li- I don't really know Aerosmith songs. Yes, you do. Something's driving in the world. I, I'm, I'm loving an elevator. I'm such an idiot. What? That's no, an Aerosmith. early one. An early one. Oh. And he wrote a song for. He wrote a song that Celine Dion then did, and, oh. and George Martin produced it. And it went anyway. He wrote it with Carol King, in fact, and Celine Dion had a big hit with it. Um, and he wrote those songs. I secretly quite like Celine Dion. 
I think she's great. I think she's got a good sense of humour. She, um, some guy was stuck at an airport in Las Vegas and filmed himself miming to one of her songs, and she saw it and got him and flew him and his family over to see her concert. Bet she did. As a punishment. One of the low points of my life was when I was very pregnant and watching yeah. a Celine Dion. You Dio. look a bit like Celine Dion. I do not look like Celine Dion. You do? You do? You've got, you've got that um, equine... Wow. So, and at first I have no soul, yeah. and now you want to put a saddle on it. I'll, I'll, I'll ride it. Anyway, so, low point in my life, apart from that one we just had there. Yeah. Um, very pregnant. Everyone on Twitter, Steve saying... Wow, this hashtag Nico song is so hypnotic. Bit disrespectful, Steve, to put a hashtag in front of her name. Um, hash. Uh, uh, yeah, hash tag. Um, my sister says, I love this song. Whenever I sing it, I always have to segue into If You're Feeling Sinister by Bella Sebastian. So um, the, the majority of... The, so far, it's 100% thinking you're out of order, but carry well, on. Uh, low point in my life, yeah. apart from that and that. Yeah. Very pregnant watching uh, Celine Dion's Cirque du Soleil uh, thing that she did in Las Vegas. Oh, on, yeah. On, uh, like, a sky, whatever. Because yeah. I couldn't sleep when I was pregnant the second time around at all. Yeah. Watching that and sobbing my heart out. Yeah. Because it was well, did so your heart, beautiful. Will, will, will your heart go on? She didn't sing that, no. No, but will your heart... You're sobbing your heart out, but will your heart go on? It's a joke. Kind of a joke. Go on, do it again. Th this guy, the point of the story is, this guy... Anyway, it was my hormones. <laughs> he had also what he didn't mention yeah is that he'd also written it's chico time why wouldn't you mention that and i don't know i think instead of coming out with the aerosmith and the um the beatles celine thing. dion and the, the, the all the beatles stuff he should have come out and said what time is it it's chico time i wrote that it's chico time i don't know how that goes but um i was once in a vegetarian restaurant mm. And I've no, been in one of those as well. Me and my, my my mate Chris took me in it right one evening, and no one else in there apart from two blokes at the back. And my mate went, "That's Chico over there." And I turned round, and he saw me, and he went, "Hey, Ian, how you doing?" Wow, I didn't know Chico. No, but he knew that telly thing. The telly thing. So I went and had a chat with Chico. I went, "All right, Chico, how's it going?" Then he was absolutely delightful. The telly thing is funny, right? Yeah, because the radio thing is the opposite. Yes. You recognise each other, you ignore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is fun. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It's, um, it's gone quiet on the phones, and that's fine. So, wait, tonight's show, for me, from my perspective, has felt like a bread and butter show. It hasn't felt particularly... Oh, let me just say this, actually, because this will be on the podcast now, and we've not mentioned it this hour. If you're planning on coming in to uh, see the show happening live on Friday, it's not happening. We're not doing that now. So don't turn up. You will not be let in. If you've booked a hotel or, or a train ticket, send me an email, ian at ianlee.com. Um, if, if you can't get the money back and stuff, I'm not going to give you the money back, but we might be able to sort something out. I'm not promising anything. But if you're going to come in this Friday, the 2nd of September 2016, don't come in guys it's not happening it's not happening tonight's show has felt like um uh, a bread and butter show it's felt it's not felt particularly great it's not felt bad by any stretch of the imagination and considering um you know how i was feeling before the show i think it's been a darn fine um effort but um it, it, you know they can't all be um farmer john's what? 
we can't always have a farmer john you didn't say farmer you said thelma john no farmer john you know we can't we can't thelma john i I don't know and i can't always you know make gold happen and i'm not saying this to everyone on twitter people you know people like me a lot on twitter go it's a really good show you know it's groovy man i'm not it's not what i'm saying it for at all um, and there were some people be going, well, yeah, it was, it was a rubbish show, and you're an idiot, and you're a tosser. Now, that's all fine. It's not, I know it's not been a rubbish show, and I know it's not been a brilliant show. It's just been one, it's just been like an average, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. You can still call in, and we'll call you back. Ed will call you back. It, it's just been like an averagey kind of, um, show today, which is fine. Averagey shows are all right, aren't they? Well, you know, you can't deliver, um, you can't deliver gold every night. People get bored of gold. People get bored of gold. Hey, this Jeremy Vine um, video. Right, I like Jeremy Vine because Jeremy Vine has always been very supportive of me, and he's been very kind. And he's, he was supportive of local radio when I was working there, and he would occasionally, you know, say nice things about my show, and that was um, that was delightful. He does look like a plonker, though, doesn't he? I haven't seen this video. What is it? Well, the, the picture of him. He looks. He looks like. Um, What's he doing? He's riding the bike, isn't Road it? Rage Woman tells Jeremy Vine, yeah. I will knock you out. Yeah, the woman um, um, was got very, very... He's got... Now, he's got a camera on his head, which is great. I love that. The new thing at um, concerts, it turns out, is... Because I filmed the two concerts. Are, I was I made a bootleg of the first one. I'm not afraid to admit it. I put it on YouTube. I've watermarked it so that if anybody tries to download it and sell it online, which people do, it'll have my watermark saying, "This is for, you can see this for free here. If you go to um, uh, Rare Monkeys on YouTube, it's, it's up there. Um, so I filmed it, right? But I just stood there with a camera, just just a crappy little camera, just filming it there like that, right? Um, and then when it came time to... That that was that battery was dying. I turned my phone on and got my phone going. Oh. But people now hold selfie sticks at gigs with the camera up mm. filming it. So it's like two foot above everybody's head. Yeah. that And that is weird. If I was stood behind someone doing that, I'd be a little is bit... Is that less annoying than someone's phone? Um, I know what you mean because of screen glare. I'm going to say, no, it's not less okay. annoying. It's more annoying. Right. It's less annoying than an iPad, though. Oh, yeah. That's too big. That's, I mean, that is really big. Um, and I, I did, and I do complain about people w- with phones in front of them all the time. But I, and I did film the first show, and then I streamed, I streamed some of the second one. And actually, it was quite nice streaming some of the second on Periscope, because it was, uh, it was quite a party uh, atmosphere. Everyone was feeling a little bit loose um then, it was the night wasn't it it was the night um it was the night before the day after the morning after um but uh yet yeah, vine has got the camera on the head which is great he's also got the camera on the rear of the bike which is which to me <clears throat> seems a little bit overkill but 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 saying that he's now made an excellent movie of road rage out of it this is the thing he's a broadcaster he's thinking if this happens to me he's thinking tv deal i'll get it covered he's thinking watchdog gig he could be on watchdog or crime busters he's what's it called crime watch isn't he crime watch yeah um with that story going on the thing is these days i had someone have a gut me the other day and i actually wasn't in the wrong this time i actually wasn't in the wrong they were in the wrong 
and um but then he pulled up beside me you and he had a big big four before and he was trying to ram push push me off the road and i was having none of it and then he pulled up like you effing idiot you effing driving like woo, 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 woo. Oh so i got a little bit in front of him knowing that he'd pull up again and i just did that thing whereas he pulled up i just held my phone up as i was filming him and what and i didn't have time if you ever see me doing that guys the odds are i've not had time to turn on the video camera unless you're about to punch him in the face in which case he will have had time and of course uh i wouldn't do it when i was driving anyway because that's illegal no rory Yes, Ian, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Rory. What you got for us, boss? I thought it was, I just wanted to say that I'm glad you had a bed, uh, bed and butter, bread and butter show. I know you don't, I, Rory. Yeah, yeah, I made a film about you years ago. Yeah, two, you, ten years, nine years ago. Yeah, was it nine years ago? It's on my YouTube channel, I think. Yeah. I put it up there about um, when I worked at LBC. Rory came and made a lovely little film about me and Chris. Um, doing this, doing this, I think we were doing this shift even. Um, and it's a really delightful little film. And it's nice to hear, hear from you, Roy. Um, what, what are, you, are you happy with the Bread and Butter show? Oh, I wasn't, no, it was a stupid joke. I was going to say, oh, it was the Bread and Butter show because I wasn't listening to it. But your show on Monday was amazing. I loved it. Give him a, I've just given him all this praise. Yeah, and and then he does that. He does that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I was, I was leading up to praise. I told you Monday show was great. I'm going to get Monday show and I'm going to shove it right up your camera oh, hole. Sorry. That's what I'm going to do, Rory. I'm going to make a documentary about you in hospital. Right. Okay. <laughs> Shit. That would be awful. Sorry for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't have you been um, drinking, Rory? Is that why you've not no, been? No, I, I, okay, I was. I didn't drink for like six years, and then I drank. I went to Edinburgh Festival last weekend and drank. Well, you kind of have to, don't <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, shattered yeah. dreams. Do why it. did you not drink for six years? It wasn't working out. It wasn't fitting into my life. But then you went. Then you went and drank again. And how's it fitting into your life now? I was a dairy. It's not. I just uh, the, uh, somebody told me get get back on the wagon when no. you go back to dairy. So no. I did. Well, good. Well, good, well, good for you. Um, yeah, but he was drunk when he told me that. <laughs> oh, Rory. So, uh, so you've not heard any of tonight's show? No, I didn't. No, I oh, didn't. Wow. I was out in my pub with my friend talking about Kiefer Sutherland. He said he was in a room with Kiefer Sutherland and Stephen Fry. It was a very small room. So what? What was he talking about Kiefer Sutherland for? He was, said he was on the set of 24, you know, the last 24 that they had. Yeah. He makes TV programs and stuff, like... Do you, Kat, are you following this, or yep. is it just me no, being dumb? No, oh, are you, Kat? That's I, good. I am, I'm absolutely following it. That's good, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a presenter thing, but it's more I, of a producer thing, I think. I did have a spritzer at lunchtime. Oh, <laughs> right. No, I think there might have been gin in the, in the glass that I got, um, but you're I was not. You, you, listen, mate, you're falling back down, um... Yeah, exactly! The wagon is what you've fallen off it, and it's, it, the wagon's in, in, in another town now. You've got to make it all the way back to the, back home. Yeah, but I did get home, and I am sober, so I I'm drinking jasmine tea. The fact that you've added an extra A in Jasmine. In jasmine. <laughs> All right. Like, no, I, I don't think so. Well. Uh, jasmine. That's jasmine. it. Jasmine. Jas oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rory, it's nice to talk to you. Let's make another film you. one day. Will you what one day? Okay. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely steaming, isn't it? Have some more quote unquote tea. Jasmine tea. Hello, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Yes, um. To be honest, I didn't really have much to call in about. I just saw the opportunity and I thought I'd go in. Oh, silence. Well, I just, I'm not quite sure how to take these last two calls. <laughs> I saw an opportunity, so I thought I'd go in. 
says Pablo. <laughs> in response to our show, yes. I mean, where's the respect? Well, in a rare occurrence, I may have had a drink. Oh, for goodness sake. It's Wednesday night. Why is everyone steaming on a Wednesday? Hey, just, just, Pablo, yeah. we've, we've got... Kath met Noel Gallagher last night. I didn't. I told him to be careful what he said in front of my periscope. That's not really meeting Kath him, is it? Kath told off Noel Gallagher last night. No, I advised fair, him. Fair play. He's, he's been needing that for quite a while. <laughs> she put him... In place. I didn't. I was very, very polite, and then I uh, blushed for a good ten minutes by myself. I want. This is my. New oh, was it? Was it one of those nervous energy things where you told him off and felt good about it, and him. then just? I didn't tell him. All right, I told him off. Yeah, I told him off. You told off Noel Gallagher. Own it. Own Fair it. Please. I want to get Liam on the show, mm -hmm. and I've tweeted him. That'll sort it then. Well, it might. I just read a really good interview with him in Q magazine on the train yesterday. And I thought, oh, and I met him once, very briefly, and he won't remember it, but he came over and introduced himself to me. And um, ever since that moment, I've always had a, 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 a lot more time for Liam Gallagher because he, he was just so polite to me, didn't he? Need to. And I was, I was taken away by. And this interview in Q magazine, um, he sounds like a lost, lonely child. He's well, just... he, he mellowed over time. I think the, the the issue with Liam was always he was a little bit ornery. He said, right, you can count the number of friends I've got on no hands. Oh. Oh, come is, on. Is, isn't man. that any, any man of a certain age with children? No, you can count. You can count. But on no hands. That means, let me just clarify, that means no friends. He's got money though. Can he buy them? Flipping oh, they're it, not Pablo. real friends, Pablo. When will you learn? But the thing is, he's not—he's not been in a band for three years. BDI broke up three years ago. He's not—he's not in that. As he says he's not in that bubble. He doesn't do. He hasn't done shows for three years. He's not had an album out for three years. He's done nothing. It's almost as if he's not necessary for the general development of the human race. Wow. Well, I tell you what. When he comes on the show, when he comes on the show, I'm going to play him that clip. And don't everybody dig up clips of me saying Oasis are rubbish. That's none of your business. <laughs> but I'm going to play him that clip, Pablo, and then I'm going to give him your address. I appreciate that, but could you direct him to, um, at ftwsbpodcast.com? Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay. You see, you see what he did there? He got a plug-in. But luckily, none of us realised what he was, um... Plug-in. And does... I'll bleep it out in the podcast just to see. Oh, right. he oh, does. He oh. does podcasts about food you should eat when you're watching films. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what it's called, and I've just cut him off. So um, on that bombshell, <laughs> that'll do, won't it? That'll do. We've we, we've we've kind of ground. We ground to a halt about thirty-five minutes ago, and these things happen. Um, Dean Torrance podcast is up an atom. If you want to get it, get it back tonight at ten. Ta ta. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.